Head northeast on F Street toward West Street. Wait, am I supposed to turn right here? It says left. Okay. The next left. The next left. All right. The, All right. This, the, this one. This one. Okay. This oh, left. Okay, okay, I got it. I got it. Let's go. All right, here we go. We're going left. Sorry. I, it came up suddenly. It always does. I know. So what? I, are, are, are we going to be... Like how much... What's my next turn? It's supposed to be just like up there on the right. That's what she says. All right. Well, Google Maps, you better not do me wrong this... Wait, what's that sign? The trial show? What the heck is a trial show? Bobby Walters Studio. Oh, my God. It's the trail show. How's it going, guys? Oh, my God. (laughs) It's It's disco. Hello. Did you guys, like, hack our our GPS? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. You didn't know this, but P.O.D.'s gotten in cahoots. With the Chinese hackers that hacked Delo's right. email account, uh, they've taught her a thing or two, and now she's hacking Google Maps. Okay, so, well, so uh, instead of your GPS taking you to somewhere in the Midwest, it brought you all the way out here to Salida. She's so got us where she wants us. That's right, man. You know, and I guess I didn't even notice. It was just kind of an automatic driving That's mode, right. and here I am. But since you guys are here, let's Bye. do a show. You're tuned to the Trail Show. Get on the trail. We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Can nobody fiesta? It's the trail show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Yeah! Junaid Special 41. Daoud. I don't think you need to tell a funny pop if you oh, got no. some of them little brandy on the little nub nub or something. Okay. And now, broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's the Trail Show. All right. Coming to you live from the Bobby Walters Studio in Salida, Colorado's historic beer district. This is The Trail Show, and we are live at our Chafee County telecasting complex, ladies and gentlemen. And the marital bedroom. The Trail Show is a monthly mashup of all things trail and has been downloaded over three quarters of a million times in 150 countries across the globe. Except Cuba. We are on air. How many? On demand and heard worldwide on the Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, Google Play, and at thetrailshow.com. Three quarters of a million. Three quarters of a million. Boom, bam. Wow. Wow. We've got two very special guests in studio this month, ladies and gentlemen. Straight off a long, strange trip and into the Bobby Walter studio, they were taping a special across the hall. In studio this month, we have the dynamic duo that is currently leaving no trace. That's right. As they travel the length of the United States. And I'm going to be checking the toilet tomorrow, so don't leave a trace. Special 41 in oh. Zool. <laughs> no guarantees. <laughs> arriba, 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 ta ta. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Take your seats. Take your seats. Yeah, everybody sit down. We're Come on. St- we're stoked to have you guys back in studio. It's been a while. Yeah, it's yeah. Long. pretty great. Pretty great to actually be in the studio. And yeah. I, think, I think the last time you were both in studio together was 10 months ago. At the beginning of this long, strange trip that you've been on. And we can't wait to pick your brains about 10 months later. How has it gone? Yeah. Is, yeah. We're gonna is, talk is about that, that exhilarating yep. anticipation still there? I mean, there's some anticipation for sure. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's building. <laughs> building. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, man. All right, POD, let's set the table. All right. 
And uh, hopefully I don't forget things. I'm a little sleep deprived, so we'll we'll just see how it goes. I might get a little loopy. Three hours of sleep is enough. You I can know. go. You can go off the rails. Uh, yeah, deal style in, without yeah, exactly. any alcohol. Um, so we've got some uh, donors, and we got some big donors this month, and we have our trail news with Pod. Special is going to handle the uh, Ask a Hiker questions. Oh, we're switching it up. Dilo's freaking out. Dilo's taking your job, man. Uh, We got our trail of the month, the Wichita Trail. Uh, Oh, you got it correct. That was the correct (laughs) pronunciation. I was getting ready to correct you. The show sheet says Wichita. There's a pronouncer. It does say Wachata. If you're you're from southern Oklahoma or Arkansas, you'd say Wachata. 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 The Wachata Trail. Is that how they say it? That's correct. That's that's pretty much how this... Hmm. Yeah, okay, Wachata. Wachata. With uh, the one and only Swami. We're not worried. I'm going to give him a hard time. Uh, We also have our conservation interview with Zool and Special, our special guest. We're going to do trips. They're going to give us a trail tip. Can't wait for that. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be yeah. amazing. Whenever I come up with it, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. awesome. Uh, we may or may not read the iTunes top five. Who knows? Who knows? I want to hear got some. We've got a media review. Really great uh, book that some of us read. <laughs> some of us. Uh, we've got some, some letters, and uh, we've got our gear review, our tent steak review. Ooh, we know it. I've got a Compliments good Compliments of uh, yeah. Leave No Trace. Yeah. And we've got, you know, all the other stuff. Beer of the Month. Nonsense, shenanigans, so on and so forth. Can we talk about beer, beer of the month? Let's get into it. Sure. Whoa. Whoa. It's time for Mike DiLorenzo's beer of the month. R.I.P. Dilo, who's not here. Yeah, so Dilo's um, not here. He's yeah. going to talk about the beer. Can I well, talk he, about that? I think he, he never I think he's does lapsed anyway. into another coma. Sure. And Dilo, we're going to drink all the beer tonight. There'll be none left for you, so we're sorry. But <laughs> Hashtag sorry, not sorry. You got to yeah. show up to get the beer, man. I don't know. Okay, mm-hmm. so we have Arkansas beers tonight, which is apropos given that over two-thirds of our Trail of the Month is yeah. in Arkansas. awesome. However, this beer is from Trail Show VIP Stephen Parker. He sent us six beers from four different breweries. We have... In no specific order, a cream stout and an IPA from Ozark Beer Company out of Rogers, Arkansas. Roger that. We've got the Exit 65 Porter and Pumpkin Pie Ale from Core Brewing Company out of Springdale. That's the one we're drinking right now? Yup. How is that? I haven't had that one yet. The pumpkin pie, actually, I was thinking it would be disgusting because I just... How dare you? Well, pumpkin beers are very hit or miss, but this one, it has quite a bit of effervescence, which keeps it on the light side. Oh, is this what that is right here? Yeah, I I think it's nice. It's a nice pumpkin beer. I like it. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's it's not real pumpkin-y either. Yeah, yeah. Like, sometimes you hear pumpkin pie and you feel like, that's going to be sweet. I don't do sweet, but... It's got a ton of nutmeg on the nose Yes, and a lot of, like, gourd to me. Yeah, like on the inside, it's not, like, not like bad. Sweet? No, all. it doesn't no. taste like gross no. Safeway candy, which is what I expect pumpkin pie beer to taste like. Yeah, come on. <laughs> but this was good. Anyway, what else do we have? We have the Blizzle Black IPA from Fossil Brewing Company out of Fayetteville, Arkansas. And last but not least, I'm drinking it right now. We have the Trash Panda IPA from Lost Forty Brewing Company out of Little Rock. I got to say, the trash panda is already my favorite. And if I had poured this in a glass, what you would notice is that it kind of looks like orange juice. Interesting. I just like the name. I like know, trash yeah. panda. I, I, I got to say, I've got a real issue with IPAs taking all the good names. You right. know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like they always, you, they you always try to make those ones the most clever. It's yeah. true. It's super hazy. 
the can I won't do too much can reading because Delo did enough last month for oh, like God. the next three or four shows. Yeah. But it's juicy and tropically fruity, and that is accurate. I want to try that actually. You should. You guys know what a trash panda is, right? Yeah, it's a oh, yeah. raccoon. Yeah, yeah. Raccoon. I just wanted yeah. to make sure. It's a raccoon. That'd be a good trail name. I'm sure there's a few I'm trash sure pandas. There's trash yeah, there's got to be. If you're a listener and your name's Trash Panda, let us know. Send us some money. Tag us on uh, Instagram while you're Trash Panda ain't around. Hashtag Trash Panda. Hashtag The Trail Show. Hashtag right. Special 41. Okay. So let's, should we... Uh, should Wait, am I a hashtag now? Is that, is that how it works? I don't know how... You're a thing. Man, something You're a thing. just happened there. Right? like Lawnmower Man? <laughs> yep. You and Kim Kardashian's butt. And with all the news that's fit to be heard, Princess oh. of Darkness, are you oh. ready for I'm ready. news? I'm ready. I'll, I'll, I'm ready. Take it away. All right. So we've got a lot of, of, lot of news here. A lot of? Uh, mostly, you know, depressing. Uh, no, well, no, come just on. kidding. I'm kidding. We're not kidding. doing that again, are we? Um, no, actually, we got some good stuff. Uh, going to start out with Ruckin' Season. It's Ruckin' Season. Woo-hoo! Let's get rocked off. Hashtag Ruck You. Hashtag Ruck You, you buddy. Hash- hashtag Special 41. Hashtag Ruck Special. Special whoa, Ruck. Whoa, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh Cascade Locks is February 24th. Coeur d'Alene is March 3rd. Um, Camp Herms in the Berkeley Hills, Northern Cal, is March 10th. Golden, Colorado is going to be March 17th. And Bellingham, Washington is March 31st. So a lot of options, people. P.O.D., you and I are going to be at the Golden at the Colorado That's Rock, right. correct? Along with some other VIPs. What about Special and Zool? Will they be at the Colorado Rock? No, no I'm afraid no. not. We're still going to be on the road. Darn uh, it. Are you serious? You're still going to be out, out and about doing your, your road trip thing? Oh, I can't feel my I can't find my sound effects. Yeah. Uh, for more information on the rocks, uh, go to Be strong. www.oldawest. That's a l d h a west dot org, and just to let you know, the rocks are a great deal. It's usually around thirty five bucks. You get breakfast, you get lunch, you get all kinds of trail tips, you get pack shakedowns. We're gonna have food bag shakedowns at the Colorado Rock. Ooh, um, that's a good one. Yes. Hey, hashtag things I need. Yeah, exactly. And there's usually some. Companies there that are sampling food. So if you if you want some foodie items, we also have a happy hour. Uh, cottage manufacturers are going to be there. So companies that you normally can't like touch their stuff and try it on, they're usually at our ruck. So check it out; it's a great event. And you also get to spend time with like-minded folks that are sticking it to the man by quitting jobs and going out. That's and go right. Hiking. That's right. Get inspired. Come get inspired. Boom bam. All right. What else? Um. The EPA has suspended a an Alaska mining proposal. Hmm. Yes. Huh, okay. Amazing news, right? Did you, now you read that correctly, right? Yes. Okay. Um, suspending. So it was suspending its uh, effort to withdraw proposed protections for Southwest Alaska watershed to make room f- for a new mine. So they so were saying, a, like, "Hey, can we just break these rules because we want to yes. do some mining?" And so they're now not doing that. Is that? Yes. It says. It's actually what they said is that they're suspending the mining uh, proposals. That's what they're doing. Okay. Um, okay. Was this the mining that was going to take place up in the northern part of the state? Yes. It's uh, the proposed pebble mine is located 200 miles of s- southwest of Anchorage, roughly 100 miles upstream from the Bristol Bay watershed. Oh, southwest of Anchorage is yeah. is not northern. Alaska. Oh, I, I wasn't really listening to what he said. Sorry. <laughs> um, EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt said that Bristol Bay fisheries deserve protection and that the proposed pebble mine may pose an unacceptable risk 
Uh, any mining projects in the region likely pose a risk to the abundant natural resources that exist there. Sounds, yeah, okay. Um, so, so according to the EPA, Bristol Bay's fishery is the source of almost half of the world's wild stock ice salmon. Ooh, wow. Those so things are delicious. That's yeah. really why. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, a, that's a huge industry. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Okay, makes well, sense. I don't know. We'll see what yeah. happens. Um, in other news, people are using Imodium to get high. But this is crazy. Well, you guys haven't tried it? No. So oh. can you report on it? No, uh-uh, I would never. Well, should that we give some crazy. background on Imodium? Well, do you think I eat like well, Tide or something like that? I, I feel like tide most, oh, most yeah. through hikers carry Imodium in their um, in their first aid kit. Right? And why is that beauty? Because you get the the um, you get the runs when you're out there. You get the loose stool, the soft serve. And what the does Imodium do? It makes it solid. Okay. An anti-diarrheal. Anti-diarrheal. Very good. Yeah. You can also just take it if you are like, you don't want to poop for a couple of days. Same thing with... Uh, Why would you not want to poop for a couple of days? That sounds terrible. <laughs> you're Road okay. walking for two okay. days. There's nowhere to go. I don't right. know. Maybe you're in jail for yeah, a couple days. Yeah, maybe you're a little Wayne. Over, you the, don't over the weekend. That I mean, look, I guess if you've up. got reasons. I just Look it up because according to him, pooping is non-hygienical. Anyway. Shout out. His words. Rack. His words, not mine. So people are using Imodium AD to get high. So are they crushing it up and snorting it? Like what are we talking here, Um doesn't say it's probably good that it doesn't say because if it did say then people would people what we're finding is that people are now going to the store buying these in mass quantities and using it to get high when people take too much emodium they could get abnormal heart rhythms oh because that sounds could like could pass idea. out and even die i would just be where i get like a blockage like, yeah you yeah, like, right? like for a week have go have my poop surgically extracted because it'd be too hard yeah and that does not sound like a fun process no too much emodium, man? Oh, because, I mean, we've all had a hard poop. It's not very nice. It's not no. fun. Uh-uh. Hashtag hard poop. <laughs> hard poop. <laughs> I'm poop sorry. Hard. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. What else do we What's got here? What's next, B.O.D.? Uh, Should I whack the about, Sure. Let's talk about Corey Gardner, who is mostly oh, this guy. a d- but uh, he is... <laughs> Wow, let's keep it family friendly, P.O.D. He, Denver Bronco. Yeah. He's a Denver yeah. Broncos yeah. fan. Yeah. I forgot what the Sorry. F. Denver Broncos fan. Forever. He asks to delay the decision on Rocky Mountain National Park free, fee increase. So remember, um, good old Zinke was talking about doubling the fees. I want to raise the fees. At, yep. at some of the most popular parks in the nation. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so, that was a bad idea. Yeah, Corey Gardner sent a letter Thursday asking the Secretary of the Interior to hold off on increasing the fees at Rocky Mountain National Park and killing day passes altogether at the park, which is something else they wanted to do, since that makes up over half of the park's revenue. He's applying more pressure against increasing fees to national parks. He asked Zinke to delay the action. He criticized the plan to double the cost of passes or even quadruple them in the case of commercial passes and proposed elimination of day passes. So he's proposing, proposing elimination of day passes. Wait, no. No. Zinke is. Yeah. If there weren't day passes, then what would there be? You'd have to, I guess you can buy a week, like a week long pass, which is what most places are actually, aren't they? I mean, or they, that would force you into the annual pass, which is not cheap. No. It's almost, depending on the park that you're looking at, it's almost more expensive to try to buy a day pass with the proposed increase than it is to get the, like, day pass. Like, in some places, it's, like, 70 bucks well, for a day pass and then 80 for the annual. So, it's interesting you bring that up. When we were in Hawaii over Christmas, we went into Volcanoes National Park, and I, I read the sign, like, four times because I felt certain I was doing it wrong, but the day pass was $20, and the the... 
annual pass was $25. Did you notice that? that was no, the, the pass is $20 for seven days. I'm sorry. So 20 bucks will get you in for a week. And twenty five bucks will get you in for fifty two weeks. I didn't. I didn't yeah, even I think, know. They, I think they've got like you can buy a pass for the for a specific park in some instances. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. they have that for uh, Great Sand Dunes. Yeah, too. and those are usually like if you if those are in your backyard or like right. you go buy them okay. recently, that's probably a great deal. But if yeah. you're going to go very often to different parks, I mean, eighty dollars for the the year long like all parks, yeah, is pretty good. Yeah, that is a pretty good. It's yeah. really good deal, huh? And really, the way to go. I mean, well, you use it, then if you buy it, then you have to use it. I'm glad that Corey Gardner's doing this, but um, he doesn't have the greatest track record. No, he doesn't. This kind of thing. Buy from Felicia. I like that. I'm gonna start using that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, What else we got here? Well, Disco was recently perusing the list of Trans ADK through hikers on TransADK.com. Yeah, I do that once a week. I mean, who doesn't? You know, totally. That's where all the and great conversations. He are was looking down. He scrolled down to the 2017 through finishers, and one Anthony Scaramucci is listed. The mooch. The mooch, the mooch. is the listed mooch. as an huh. 80k finisher for 2017. And I actually, I think the timing makes sense, right? He he lost his job, and he probably had a bit of a midlife crisis. And I mean, everyone remembers disgraced former South Carolina governor Mark Sanford who oh, the, apparently yeah, like, disappeared on went the hiking Trail. on the Appalachian Trail but was actually with his uh, lover with his lover in Argentina. Yeah. I was going to say wasn't he But the mooch, I mean, if if his name is on that website, we're, we're going to have to have gotta legal be real. reach out and see if we can get him the on the mooch, show. Man. Should we try to get an that interview? That would be hilarious. Are you I wonder if he me? brought out his jewelry while he was hiking. Oh, I think we should, if we can get the mooch on, we we need to do that. <laughs> I think it's a get, and you know, who knew he was a long distance hiker? <laughs> Not me. It's all. He's probably is, a chill show listener. Well, we'll find out. Mooch, if you're out there, let us know. Yep, shoot us an email. Very yeah. good. Mooch at the trail show dot com. No, 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 no. Oh. He has to email us. Oh, oh, okay. And then maybe if he's worthy, we could possibly give him an email handle. Okay. Ooh, he would we'll have see. to work real hard. I know. Hard. It'd It'd be hard, a yeah. lot of, yeah. He'd have to start with the hair. He'd need to get a different hairdo. Yeah. Okay. And lose some of that jewelry. That's not S U L. Jewelry. So do you have any other uh, any other trail news? That's it for trail news. Oh well I got what? one. What? Oh. What? Yeah. Hold on, let me whack the tubes. Breaking it's, news, it's special 41. It's favorite kind of trail news. Oh, no. FKT. Oh, FKT. Yeah. FKT. Let me just leave the room for FKT. a second. FKT. One of oh, sorry. us. Okay, yeah. Um, so, uh, String Bean, um, Joe, Ma- I, I always am afraid to say his last name, but McConey or McConey. Scaramucci? String Bean. McConey? Uh, but he set the, so he set the PCT uh, record supported like last year or the year before or whatever, right? String bean? Yeah, I don't know. Wasn't don't he know. on the AT? Yeah, so he did that. That's what I'm getting. So background is he's, he's previously set the, uh, I believe it's the supported PCT record. Um, he now has broken the unsupported uh, Appalachian Trail. Um, that one FKT. gets broken every year now. So, As Dilo said, hold the record lightly. Yeah, absolutely, but it's pretty good. He, so sorry, he, String Bean. He uh, did it 11 days uh, and, or I'm sorry, 11 hours and 57 minutes faster uh, than the previous okay. um, holder, which was Carl Meltzer. Uh, the, the but did he have champagne? Goat. Speed goes. Speed did goat. he have champagne? That's what I want to know. No, that wasn't Carl Meltzer. That was oh. the, that, yeah. the guy before Carl Meltzer who lives in Boulder, Scott Jurek. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. 
Um, All right. But yeah, so it was Jurek, then Meltzer, and now String Beans come in and grabbed it. And so, but the one that, that so Meltzer's was actually for a supported run, um, and uh, String Beans was unsupported, okay. and he still like has the overall best time. I like his name. I like the name String Bean. He's apparently a really nice guy. Yeah, too. that's what I've heard. I've heard those rumors. I like yeah. the the name Speed Goat. You yeah. got to draw a name like Speed Goat. You yeah. got to be a crazy. I, I was glad that he got it because he'd gone after it a few times and he, it was like his, yeah. his I must get it like thing or whatever. So I'm, I'm glad he had it for a minute there. Speedgoat, by the way, built some really cool luges on public oh, land yeah, in the yeah, winter yeah, yeah, up yeah. in Utah. Go, search that out on YouTube. I've and, seen. Didn't oh, we do a, a media cool. segment about did. it once before? A media review or something? Yeah, we may have posted a link. I don't, I don't recall. Know. but It's pretty cool. Yeah, There's some cool stuff out there. He's doing good stuff. Well, that's it for trail news. All right. I'm going to whack I'm going to run tubes. out the door. Bye. You're back? I'm back. Actually, okay. I didn't have the energy to get out of the chair. <laughs> I, I ran out of the door for I, you know, picked it up at the end there. Uh, okay. All right, I think we've got Mr. Swami on the line. Why don't we patch him in right now? We might even play a prank on him. Let's play a prank. Okay, on him. I like right. pranks. Calling Swami. Hello. Hello. Ah, uh, yes, we have one Cam Swami Honan back on the show. Whoa, it's been a while. It's been a while. You know what? I actually went back through the trail show historical footnotes and logbooks, and I found that the last time, Swami, that you were on the show was October of 2014 for episode number 29, where we featured the Pacific Northwest Trail. Really? Haven't I been on since then? For, uh... Yeah, he was on Yeah, one time in Max's apartment when... I went and rescued him out of out of the over the barbed wire oh, fence. Oh, I almost yeah. forgot. Yeah, the Colorado Trail barbed wire fence it incident. Was, it was the uh, the Mexican helping the white guy over the fence. It was kind of a strange <laughs> strange thing that happened there. Well, was that before or after you just squatted down and urinated on the side of the road like with about a hundred times <laughs> well, during? Yeah, it was during. You were yeah. trying to get over and then you didn't make it on the first try. And I was holding in my pee and then I was like, all right, if there's going to be a second attempt, I need to pee first. So I remember that it was hard to focus. Yeah. <laughs> well, S- Swami, allow me. I, I know you need no introduction, but there are some folks well, that may or may not have heard of you. So what I'll tell folks. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. This man, Cam Swami Honan, has hiked. Wait, 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 cue the trumpets, mate. Come on, cue the trumpets. This man has hiked over 60,000 miles and what Backpacker Magazine calls the most traveled hiker on earth, Cam Swami Honan. His Highness El Pinche Cabron. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. We apologize to our Spanish speaking listeners. No siento, Hector. No quise ser grosera, pero con este, pues no me quedo otra. Jeez. All right. Away we go. Let me have another drink. <laughs> so. I, I, there is a bit of a segue here, and the segue is that we did have you on for episode 29, which was the Pacific Northwest Trail, which was part, it was one of the 12 hikes that was part of your 12 long walks, correct? It was. Yeah, that was actually the first of the 12 long walks. First of the 12. Okay, and that's that's when you learned about God's country and the Clackamas and things of that nature, correct? <laughs> that was when I learned about God's country and, and the Clackamas exactly, yeah, it, uh well, I've never forgotten it. It was a <laughs> one of the best moments of that 18-month journey, for sure. 
Well, one of the other 12 long walks is this little known gem in the Wachita Mountains. About 80% of it's in Arkansas and 20% in Oklahoma. It's the Wachita Trail. And I I was perusing one of my favorite websites, uh, thehikinglife.com. Right, fantastic. Best hiking site on the the net. Yeah, I, I normally peruse it every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday nights. And I was just, you know, I was going through it one, one Wednesday night after I checked my lotto numbers. And what I saw was a, a credible write-up on the Wachita Trail. Now, I noticed that your pronouncer on, on the hikinglife.com has it pronounced as Washita. But when I watched a few YouTube videos and I heard some of the locals pronouncing it, they were saying Wachita, almost like a CH. What do you think? Obviously. Yeah, I was actually, when I first got to uh, Arkansas, Oklahoma, I was saying, oh, a cheetah, because I never actually heard anyone <laughs> say it out loud. <laughs> so, and, and someone looked at me in Arkansas and said, what the f*** are you talking about? Oh, a cheetah, what's that? And I said, O-U-A-C-H-I-T-A. It's, oh, watch it tar. And I go, ah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, does, it, it doesn't look like it's pronounced at all. And, and my, I think I was calling it the OU Cheetah Trail initially until I watched a few YouTube videos. Well, I'm not surprised with your pronunciation, man. You were calling the capital of Colombia Bagada, wasn't it? it like <laughs> You'll never forget that, <laughs> will you, Swami? Ah. I was on about the. Um, we were going to talk about hiking Colombia, but we ended up talking about a, a robbery at or a would-be robbery at Knife Point. That was another episode. I forget when oh, it was. Yeah, but yeah it was. that's that's right. We actually skyped you in, and and you sent me a link to the article that. Um, I guess the local news there in Bagata did on um, on your incident there, and and I got quite a chuckle. I won't lie. No, it was uh, it was a memorable day. I was interviewed on Colombian TV, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that might even be put a little statue of me there at the bottom of those stairs. You know, very little. <laughs> yeah, oh my wow. god! All right, enough about Bagata. And wait a minute, yeah. one quick side sidebar before <clears throat> we get into this uh, talk about the Wachita Trail. Are you drinking Fosters right now? Don't lie. Of course. You're in Australia at the moment, right? I am in Australia at the moment, yep. So, uh, yeah, it's just, I think it's my sixth or seventh Foster of the morning, Fosters of the morning, and just washing down a, a three or four piece of Vegemite toast. So, pretty pretty standard, really. Oh, Vegemite. Would you explain to Trail Show Nation what Vegemite is? They don't know what Vegemite is either. I'll tell you what it is. It's like soft chicken bouillon cube spread on a piece of toast. It's gross. It's the God country equivalent of spreads. You know, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fantastic. And we were, yeah, in Australia, you have veggie bite before you have mother's milk, generally speaking. And you're going to find it in 99% of homes. It's just absolutely fantastic. We won't go into the details of what's actually in it. It just tastes great. And it's a, it is a little bit of an acquired taste. I mean, if, you, if you're a foreigner, but uh, for people who've grown up here, it's just... Yeah, it's like the, well, it's like the Clackamas Mountains. It just can't be beaten. You know what I noticed when we were in New Zealand? Uh, you know, the Kiwis, they love Marmite, which is... Oh, Marmite Yeah, I mean, well, here, well, here's the thing. Every Kiwi told me that Vegemite was <laughs> And I, I tasted Marmite. both side by side, and they taste the same. They both taste like No, man. Marmite's like the Tayaroa of, of, of spreads. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that, that makes Vegemite the Florida Trail of spreads. Oh boy, whoa, whoa! I tell you, 
Yeah, well, at least with Florida Trail, it does go through some of the best areas. Okay, okay Wachita Trail. Talk to us. Where does it start? Where does it end? How long is it? And uh, which direction did you hike it? I, it goes east to west. Uh, it's 223 miles. And I hiked it, well, west to east. I hiked it from east to west. Uh, it starts in a place, uh, the eastern terminus is Pinnacle Mountain State Park which is about 10, 12 miles out of Little Rock, Arkansas. And from there, it's a single track, non-motorized trail, and it runs all the way through over the border into Oklahoma and finishes at a place called Talamina State Park. And most of it's in the uh, Wachita National Forest. Yeah, I was reading it. Um, something like 170 plus miles of the 223 total miles are in this national forest. Yeah, and it, it, it's really a great little trail. It, it's, uh, I mean, I, do, I mean, partly because I did it in the winter, but really, apart from the the, the very the eastern terminus and the western terminus, I didn't, didn't see any other hikers the entire time. And the Wachita Mountains, if memory serves, I think are the highest point between the Appalachians and the Rockies as well. I think they go up to around the highest point, and goes between more or less two hundred and two thousand six hundred feet. Hmm. Okay. And then, but there's no like super big climbs or descents. It's mostly sort of rolling, undul- undulating terrain. So it sounds like it might be a nice fall hike too. Definitely, definitely. In the fall or spring, I think it'd be a great time to do it. And even the winter's not too bad. It's sort of in Fahrenheit, you're talking maybe low mid twenties, but okay. it can be it can be a little bit dampish. I mean, it, yeah. it was definitely a lot of the hike was in the fog and the rain, and it's probably part of the reason I didn't see anyone. But they. Uh, they had these really cool sh- uh, Appalachian Trail style shelters as well. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. When I when when I did it back in January two thousand and twelve, it was just on the eastern section of the trail, the eastern half. But when I did that write up for the for the website, um, the Wachita Trail or the people that run the Wachita Trail, there's friends of the Wachita Trail organization. They wrote me and said that as of November two thousand and sixteen, there's now shelters the entire western section as well. Oh, no kidding. So are we talking like the three-sided lean-to style shelters? Exactly, yep. Yep. Without a lot of the mice and stuff. That's what I was going to ask about. (laughs) Well, probably because they don't have as many people staying, so it doesn't attract as many critters. Rodents. You decided to start in Arkansas and hike west towards Oklahoma. Is there any advantage to going one direction over the other? And, And like, do you know what direction most hikers go? I think most probably go in the other direction. Like the mileage markers are sort of started zero Alamina, ah. uh, so most go the other way. But I had a, a good good mate of mine who uh, he worked in Bentonville in Arkansas, and so I went and stayed with him before before the hike. He dropped me off, and then he picked me up uh, seven and a half, eight days later or something in Talamina. And uh, so really, that's the only reason I, I went in that direction. So seven and a half, eight days. Uh- I noticed on your on uh, thehikinglife.com, it yes. mentions probably <laughs> about 11 to 14 days would be uh, typical for a, a thru-hike of the entire trail. Is that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say that's a fair, yeah, like an average, you know, hiker of sort of, um, uh, you know, a, a fairly light sort of base weight. I mean, the trail's quite well marked with these blue blazers the whole way. You have these shelters. It's very easy resupply-wise. Um, well, and why so I is think, it, yeah, why is it easy? Point. What do you mean? Like, there's lots of towns, or do you walk through towns? Do you have to hitch? 
there's, there's really not that many alternatives. I think it, I basically just resupplied at the one place. <laughs> it's this cool little town. It's almost exactly halfway along that you reach oh. this, I think, Highway 27, and you hitch down the road a handful of miles to this little place called Story, Arkansas. That's Story, S-T-O-R-Y. And I think it was a population of 197. Oh. And, and it's a great little town. Like, I mean, it just really revolves around this place called the Bluebell, the Bluebell Cafe. And the Bluebell Cafe is not only a little diner, a restaurant, but it's also a grocery store, gas station, community center, live music venue. <laughs> it's like what I mean, the police station, the fire station. Oh, well. my God. So, so did, did you end up spending some quality time at the Bluebell? I did. I spent, I think, the best part of half a day, like partly sitting out in the rain, but partly also they just sort of, they just got a real kick out of the fact that he was this Australian Mexican dude who was walking around <laughs> the state for 18 months and just was in the middle of bum scratch Arkansas, like hiking. So uh, I ended up having a good chat with the people who worked there and then all the locals that sort of came in. And, uh, and when it was eventually time to leave after three or four meals, one of them sort of dropped me back up on the trailhead. And, wow. Yeah fond memories of so if, if anyone from story arkansas is listening out there which they're not but uh yeah hey guys from australia oh nice nice now i have a very crucial question about the bluebell and this is important our listeners desperately want to know this information as do we can you buy beer at the bluebell i think you can yes oh you yeah. think? not foster but you, you can think? buy other types of beer well, I got there pretty early in the morning and I was having a breakfast and then I had a brunch and then I had a lunch and I don't think I had a beer at the Blue Bell. Um, did you mail yourself a box here or did you actually resupply out of the store? <clears throat> I did mail myself a box to Story Arkansas, but I think you could resupply from the store. It is a quite well-stocked store. Okay. And, and you could definitely, you know, pack out a couple of sandwiches as well. And there was another store further along. Uh, probably around 50, 60 miles from the Western Terminus. Okay. Uh, uh, and that was mm, like the Rich Mountain Store or something. Um, something, Or oh, the Rich Mountain Country Store, I think it was. And that was just a few miles or a couple of miles off trail and they had burgers and other things. And then there was this really cool old lodge up on the top of this mountain ridge as well called the Queen Wilhelmina Lodge. And I remember I stayed there on the penultimate night of the hike, and that was a place you could get meals as well, but no store. Hmm. Ah. Do they have unlimited uh, Diet Coke refills? I asked for buck thirty. I don't know. Yeah, most people <laughs> don't know, and they wouldn't care, but there is one hiker on this planet that judges all of the hikes that he does by whether or not they have Diet Coke as a fountain drink. Moving on. We won't bore you with those details. We know that you're more interested in Foster's than Don Julio than, you know. Yeah, and, and also after his Tayarara recommendations, I can't really believe you guys are quoting Buck 30. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I can't either, Swami. I can't either. <laughs> I'm surprised you've forgiven him. Well, we haven't we forgiven haven't him. We haven't forgiven him. Who said no. we forgave him? We'll never forgive him. <laughs> By the way, have you hiked the TA? No. Why not? Because I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Let, let's stay focused I mean, on the watch. I've, I've been in New Zealand like you know, four or five times over the last 25 years. And, but I mean, hiking the TA, I mean, I mean, as you guys, guys know, how much road walking is there in the North Island? And oh, then in right. the South Island, you miss all of Fiordland, you miss Mount Aspiring, you miss the Mount Cook area. I mean, a lot of yeah. my favorite 
It doesn't. It's like hiking through California and not hiking through the Sierra. Yeah. Don't so, don't remind us, Swami. Let's focus on this. Let's Come on, man. On what about off trail options on the uh, Wachita Trail? Are there any off trail, you know, routes? I mean, I or know like the peaks alternate routes. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I mean, look, there could be. I didn't really take any. The one little side trip that I did do was actually on the very first day of the hike, and it's a bit of a no-brainer. Like in Pinnacle Mountain State Park, there's a, the, the mountain which gives a, um, the state park its name, Pinnacle Mountain, and it's just a couple of miles off trail, and you sort of climb up there, and it's it's the best view, I think, of probably the whole hike. And, uh, yeah, a really nice 360-degree panorama. Oh, wow. Uh, from the, and then, yeah, then you sort of drop back down and join the trail, and that's really literally in the first few hours if, you, if you're starting from the eastern terminus. And, you know, we mentioned that uh, the bulk of this trail is in the Wachita National Forest. Was the bulk of the trail actually trail, or were there also, like, bike paths or roadwalks, or, or was it mostly single track? Yeah, yeah, mostly single track. It's a really nice. It's a well-maintained trail. Wow. Okay. And it is, it's a non-motorized trail as well, and they do have, I forget how much, maybe 100, 120 miles or so, which is you do mountain bikes are allowed. Um, I'm not sure which particular sections, but, uh, but I didn't see any mountain bikers, but they are allowed, I think, for, for a big chunk of it. I'm guessing you, you probably, I mean, if you were hiking it in January, did you see anyone? Uh, no, apart from at Pinnacle Mountain State Park at the start and at the finish at Talamina State Park uh, around the, the, termini, the termini, uh, there were quite a few sort of campers and things like that. And, um, but on the rest of the trail, I didn't really see anyone except for when I went down into Story. This sounds pretty unique. And I mean, talk about if you want to get away from it all. This sounds like a great hike, especially in the winter or on the shoulder seasons. I mean, you could probably go out there and more or less have the trail to yourself. Oh, definitely. And I, I don't imagine too much changed over the last six years. And, and honestly, like the, the people I met, everyone super hospitable there in, in story and then at the end of the, at the start as well like you know actually the very first day uh, when i was climbing up pinnacle mountain to get the view i met this trail runner guy called chris we started chatting he asked me what i was doing blah 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 and then and he said and he, he said look just watch out i'm going to leave you something on the trail uh, a few because he was sort of doing a i don't know a 10 mile run or something but he said he was finishing sort of further up where the Wachita trail went and he said, just watch out for them. I'm just going to leave you a gift there. And I said, oh, okay. Huh. Anyway, I kept walking and he left me a, a Sierra Nevada pale ale and it was another beer as well, maybe a fat tire or something. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, on the side of the trail. And and then he said, just leave the, um, yeah, just a little note saying, leave the bottles here. I'll come and pick them up later. But uh, So that was on my very first day there on the trail. And, and, trail uh, yeah. magic. Wow, that is that is really cool. It, I'm just curious. So, I know that the Wachita was part, it was, you know, one of 12 trails that was part of your 12 long walks. Yes. So did you actually walk to the terminus from a different trail? No, he got a no. ride, remember? He said he was with his friend. Yeah, yeah I flew into Bentonville, Arkansas, which is the home of uh, Walmart, I think. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, think yeah. I think you're right. So what yeah, trail did you do before the Wachita? I, the Florida Trail was number seven. Okay, and then uh, the Wachita was eight. Yes. What what'd you do after yes. the Wachita? 
Then the ninth was a hiker called the Southwestern Horseshoe, which was a combination of the Hayduk, the Arizona, and the Grand Enchantment. It was like a 1,800-mile, 1,780-mile uh, horseshoe. Through it started, I started in Archer's National Park and finished in Albuquerque. And then after oh, yeah. that was the, the Triple Crown hikes um, the, with the last three, the PCT and CDT and AT. So how did you end up getting from the end of the Wachita Trail to Moab? My friend picked me up at the end of the Wachita Trail, and then I flew out of Bentonville, and then uh, I think I took a few days off in – did I take any day? Yeah, maybe a few days off between the Wachita and the, 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 Mo, uh, the Moab start. And then – so I went back to California uh, and then got a train actually from Sacramento. This friend of mine called The Gambler joined me for the Hadrick section of the Southwestern yeah. Horseshoe. We got, a, we got the Amtrak from Sacramento uh, to this place. Was it Green River or something just north of Arches? Yeah, Green and, River, sure. Yeah, yeah. And then we got a ride from Green River down into Arches National Park where we started. And then I think you know, the next day we walked into Moab. So I didn't actually go from Moab to the start of the trail in Arches. came from the other direction, uh, from, yeah, from this middle of nowhere Amtrak stop. And uh, Jeez, and that was the start of the ninth hike. Yeah, actually, I will say too in regards to the Wachita Mountains. Do you, do you guys remember that famous Western movie True Grit with John Wayne? Oh yeah, the, sure. Yeah, and then they made a, the Coen Brothers. I think made a remake of it with Jeff yes. Fisher. Um, yes, I've in, seen both. Okay, yeah. Well, that is based on a book by this gentleman. By the I think his name is uh, Charles Portis, and he is his book called True Grit. And the book was actually set in the Wachita Mountains. And but mm. I think they made the movies probably in Colorado or something because they wanted more like scenic snowy type peaks. Yeah. But um, actual book is set right there in the Wachita Mountains where the Wachita Trail goes through because there's a bit of an outlaw history and and uh, yeah, so there's a bit of trivia. Wow, that I didn't know that the Coen Brothers version is a bit grisly. I'd be curious to and, read the book just to see how accurate it is compared to the movies. Now, I should say also, in regards to the Wachita Trail, there's a couple of wonderful online sources as well. Like yes. What do you got? What do you have? Because I, I wrote down a few. I mean, you already mentioned friendsot.org, Friends That's of the Wachita great. Trail. And then there's another website that has uh, free downloadable topo maps for the whole trail. Yeah, wachitamaps.com. Exactly, wachitamaps.com. And this gentleman by the name of Tim Ernst, I think, wrote a guidebook about the Wachita Trail. And that also has maps and, and water information, sort of data, you know, uh, mileage points, et cetera, et cetera. You know, if, I, and I'm sure, he, if memory serves, I think he mentions about uh, other possible resupplies as well along the way. Okay. Uh, for, for if someone doesn't want to carry, uh, you know, that much, that much food. Uh, the, the one thing I'll say is I typed in Wachita Trail into Google and yep. your write-up on the hikinglife.com came up as the third entry. And I would actually point people to that because you've got links to all these websites we just mentioned, and you've got a description of the trail itself, seasons to hike it, etc. So honestly, I, I'm going to probably point people to your website and then they can, they can go from there. Plus, all the links are there. Plus you paid to have that number three on Google. So might as well get your money worth. <laughs> Money, big money. Well, more than you guys are paying me to be on this episode, that's for sure. Uh, I'm still waiting. 
money from 2014 from the slush fund. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, the slush fund. We can't talk about the slush fund on air. Please, Swami, come on. Sorry. Sorry, man. Actually, I'm do- I actually just got the Watch a Child Trail uh, link on the hiking live, and there is a picture of the beers as well. It was the Sierra Nevada oh. Pale Ale, and the other one was Snow Day. Snow yeah, Day that's a New Belgium brewing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Excellent, um, man. That's some nice trail magic. And speaking yeah. of beverages, what was the water situation <clears throat> on the Yeah, what Washita? was the water situation? I mean, did, did you encounter creeks and springs somewhat often, or did you have any long water carries? I think because of the season that I hiked in and the fact that it was raining nearly the whole time, oh, water yeah. really wasn't an issue. Oh, uh, yeah. There are certain times of the year where it can they do have dry stretches there. And probably the best bet would be to, to drop the, the, the folks that are the friends of the Wachita Trail, the website there, drop them a line and find out. And I think they often have up-to-date uh, trail information, you know, about okay. if, if certain parts of the trail are under maintenance or if, if a source is dry. And that, that probably would be the best idea as far as before you, before you set out on your hike. Just ask if, uh, yeah, if there's any up-to-date information on water sources. Excellent. We'll do. It sounds like a great shoulder season or possibly even winter hike. And I want to ask you about your book, but before we go there, is there anything else about the Wachita Trail you want to throw out there before we move on? Uh, I think we pretty much covered most of it. It's just, it's one of yeah. those hikes. I mean, it's 220 miles. And, you know, so as, as we said before, around two weeks for most folks. Yeah. And it's one of those trails. It, it, it's just. Like, it's not a spectacular type Wind River Range, Sierra sort of range that's just going to absolutely blow you away. But there's, it's, it's a bit like a lot of the Appalachian Mountains. There's a subtle beauty. You know, you, there's lots of little streams and, and little waterfalls, and you're, and you're walking along, and, and just there's a lot of solitude, and, and, you know, the gorgeous sort of sunsets and sunrises coming and filtering through the trees. And, it's, yeah, if you just feel like going somewhere where you can spend a couple of weeks in the woods and not see too many people and just... It, it's, I think it's a great option. Excellent. Yeah, I I would recommend folks just type in Wachita Trail into YouTube and check out. There's a plethora of videos on YouTube now. And if you want to kind of get a an idea of what the trail looks like, just watch a couple of videos. And to me, uh, it it kind of reminded me of the the southern parts of the Appalachian Trail, just from what I could see on a couple of short videos. It's it's true. It really uh, it is quite similar. And I mean, honestly, the the first day I had great weather. You know, seeing the view from the the panorama from Pinnacle Mountain. But in the spirit of full disclosure, most of the rest of the time I was hiking in the fog. <laughs> so oh yeah, it, sure. January through the ridges, and I mean, it really had that eerie. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I've always quite liked walking in the fog, so I quite enjoyed it anyway. But. Uh, I didn't get a lot of the, the views on the last couple of days when you're sort of walking along this ridge, at least part of it. And But, yeah, which I'm sure they're quite nice as well. <laughs> Excellent. But it's a great little trail. I highly recommend it. All right. Before we skedaddle, I've got to ask you about your most recent book. I know you and P. Mags put out a couple of books. We're going to have Mags on the show next month, so we'll pick his brain a bit about those. But what the book I wanted to ask you about tonight came out in April of 17, so not even a year ago. It's called Wonderlust, A Hiker's Companion. It's 250-plus pages. It looks incredible. Um, is it is it more of a coffee table book than, than, say, a hiking guide? Yes. 
uh, by this uh, German publishing company or international publishing company based in Berlin called Gestalten. And they've been producing, I think they've produced over 600 books over the last 24, 25 years. And they've never done any books on hiking before. They've got everything else from architecture to, um, you know, different types of books on food and travel and stuff like that. But they've never done a hiking book before. And they contacted me, I think, in late 2016. I mean, they'd seen some things on the internet. And, uh, and I worked with them and helped them to select a lot of these trails and then but look, the standout feature of the book is definitely the photos. It's just some incredible images um, from these 32 different hikes around the world. And, and I provide the texts and some of the information for them. And, uh, and yeah, it gives people a – I mean, there's a really wonderful selection. You, know, you have from all, all different regions around the world, you know, there's a whole bunch from North America, South America, Australasia, Europe, Asia, Africa, and, and yeah. Yeah, how many? So, how many trails are we? How many trails are featured in this book? Or maybe, maybe what I should ask is how many miles of trails are featured in this book? Uh, there's 32 trails featured, okay. and I mean they vary in length. From uh, there's a real wide, uh, wide variety in regards to difficulty and also uh, length um, environments. I mean, I think probably the shortest hike might be up to the top of Mount Sinai. You know, <laughs> Moses. Oh wow. About the, the 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 Ten Commandments, and I think the longest trail is the Appalachian Trail, uh, featured in the book. So the the site the the hike up Mount Sinai is maybe 10, 12 kilometers or something. Okay. And uh, so there's there's a bunch of like short of family friendly type day hikes. There's a there's quite a few pilgrimage type walks like around Mount Kailash in in Tibet, and another one um the Kamanakodu in in Japan, and but then, I, you know, there was a few that I, I thought would be great to include, like the lowest to highest route from Beth Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And they, I think, Gestalten, you know, well, most folks outside of the U.S. long-distance hiking community haven't really heard of the lowest to highest route, but they, they love that concept of, you know, um, starting in Death Valley and going up to the top of Mount Whitney. And yeah. A lot of the photo, a lot of the, the hikes too, I mean, they wanted image-friendly hikes because obviously that sort of book you want to have, yeah. They work with a whole bunch of photographers, and they wanted, and you know, spectacular sort of images mm-hmm. that are going to catch people's attention, and and places like Death Valley and, and Mount Whitney. I mean, it's hard to go wrong. You know, I'm actually perusing some of the images from the book. Um, I'm curious. The you said there were 32 trails featured in the book. Have you actually walked all 32, or just a portion of them? No, I have hiked, I think it was around, because I didn't write, I wrote 29 of the texts, of the 32 texts, and of the 29, I've hiked 22 of them, and I think, like, completely hiked 22 of them, and I think portions of another three or four. So there were a few that the Gestalt and editors wanted to have included that I hadn't hiked yeah, before. Yeah, sure. But I think that's just a whole, you know, stock of great images for those hikes, and actually... Do you have? Um, do you still have that uh, that music, that breaking news music that I, you used to put on? I do. Should I? Uh, should I go ahead and hit it? Can you cue it? <laughs> well, it turns out this first book sold really well, and it's 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 on its third printing now. And um, anyway, uh, a, f- a few weeks ago, they contacted me. 
and they wanted to do a volume two. So uh, really, as, a few days ago, I signed up, and uh, yeah, Wonderlust Volume Two will be in bookstores in uh, October, ready for Christmas 2018. Oh so man, that's hot off the press. I did not know that at all. No, well, it, literally, it's all been signed, signed and sealed since just a few days ago, and uh, it's breaking news for the trail show. Awesome. Oh, you heard it here first, ladies and With gentlemen. With all this influx of cash, you'll finally be able to travel and celebrate fellow hikers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I missed you. <laughs> uh, haven't you missed POD, Swami? Haven't you missed her a lot? Oh, I missed her. Well, it hasn't been that long since I saw you guys in person in Salida in... Was that last year or the year before? Two thousand sixteen. It was the year before, wasn't it? No, was it last year. I. Th- it was fall. It was September of. Was it sixteen or seventeen? Oh yeah, because Swami. we had the Fourth of July party, right? And yep. you guys came to that. Did you guys come to that? I don't know. You and Max? I'm lost. I'm lost at this point. Well, I think. I mean, I don't what know. what your listeners don't know is that I've been boycotting the trial show since you guys blackballed P Mags. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I no. have anything to do with it, and really, I. I I don't even know why I'm on it now. But yeah, yeah but, uh, I, well, you know, you owed us one after we gave you, like, you know, two liters of Dawn. The because last you're a media you. whore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Swami, I, I have no hand. I can't control her. I, but I tell you what, we want to have you back on the show at some point. I mean, we've got a pinata of hikes we need to talk to you about, okay? <laughs> talk to me about a different trail apart from, like, one I hiked in Oklahoma and Arkansas six years ago that no one knows about. <laughs> well, we want to talk to you about the Song Grace Traverse, which, as far as I know, you're the only one that successfully completed it. Daddy, though, I uh, think he bailed from the ridge a few times. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to save that for another day. P.O.D., be nice. And 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 good lord, man, if you've hiked sixty thousand miles, I guarantee you, there's more hikes that we need to talk to you about. True. There might be one or two. There might, might be one or two. But I think uh, we were talking not long ago about maybe uh, getting uh, DM, uh, Ryan yes. Silver. Yes. Think about one or two in Bolivia or something yep. like that. Oh, we'd love to have you guys both on the show at the same time, but I don't know if that's physically possible. Sure it is. It might be tough. It might be tough. I mean, you guys have had an open invitation now for a few years to do the first ever Trail Show International Edition down in Mexico, but I mean... Yeah, you've never made it down. Oh, we Disco's learning uh, Disco's learning Spanish right now. So Buenas tardes, maybe Senor. After, maybe after he passes Spanish too, we'll be able to do that. Yeah, I just I need another month or two or maybe four or five of Spanish before I head south of the wall. <laughs> All right, Swami, we will I, I know you're on holiday right now. We're taking up precious time. You're in Australia. But I want to thank you so much for coming on the show tonight to talk to us about the Washita Trail. And I want to encourage listeners to go to thehikinglife.com. You can get a copy of Wonderlust on Amazon, or you can click through from thehikinglife.com. Swami, is there anything else you want to get out there, plug, before we say goodbye? Not really, mate. Always a pleasure talking about the Owachita Trail. Always, uh, yeah, lovely <laughs> lovely chatting with P.O.D. Uh, yeah, always warm and fuzzy after that. And, uh, look, Glad I can see. Hope, <laughs> hopefully catch up with you guys in person sometime, uh, sometime in 2018. Hey, you will, and we'll have a keg of Fosters at the ready. Oh, dude, well, just let me get on Expedia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Swami, have a good one. Mil gracias, saludos.
De nada, de nada. Buen día. Nos vemos. Adiós. Hasta luego. Can always count on Swami for a good interview. Such an interesting dude. I just love that guy. He loves to drink Fosters. It's amazing. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. Those I, Australians. I hear, I hear he makes us like um, stoves out of the empty cans and gives yeah. them away to poor communities. <laughs> the empty Fosters cans? You can yeah. take makes, an makes Australian out of Australia, but you can't take the Fosters out of the Australian. I, I think you said it best there. With that, we have to go to break. When we come back, we've got... Uh, trips we've got iTunes top 5 we've got a conservation interview so don't go anywhere Joel she'll be back whether it's wrong or right whether it's for peace or fight y'all we need to unite I'm trying to make it universal you know multi-purposeful for every fish in the stream without being mainstream ancient like stones pass through time like bones we each just trying to reach maturity and dispense cones. Cones of wisdom. This is Area's owner, and I never listen to the trail show. Wow, there were people laughing in the background of that clip. How dare he? Come on, zoner. I wonder where that was at. <laughs> I don't know, but we have iTunes Top 5, ladies Ooh. and gentlemen. Oh, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. It's been a month. We're bringing it back. This is for you, Onion. It's his favorite segment. I know. So these are a lot of fun people, if I must say myself. I may have pre-read a few of them. So Whoa, I, easy there. Uh, easy there. All right, Josh, one, two, three, four, five, it says, what are you girls doing up here? Five stars. We're menstruating. Yep. If you had a few drunk friends who were into hiking, it would sound like that, but with people who know what they're talking about. I throw them during a long drive. I throw them on during a long drive or run, and they seem to get me there faster. And somehow... I think our good friend Josh one two three four might have been tipping back a few dandy brews Splits. while he he put oh. in this uh, iTunes review. Yeah, Judge not. Hey, I mean you know we got a review. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take I'll take a five star. Or maybe it's just the reader. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, are you sure you read it correctly? I'm not. <laughs> so we'll go on to number two. The euphonator says phenomenal. The euphonator. Five stars. I like it. The bombastic sense of humor combined with relevant information about trails, tips, news, and beer that I've never heard of before keeps me coming back to listen every month. As one who has never thru-hiked anything at this point, I keep jotting down these trails on my list as potential candidates for my first one, and I look forward to the day I can make it out there when the opportunity comes someday. You know what, Euphonator? Euphanator? Is that his name? That is his name. You know what, Euphanator? I do the same thing. We interview all these people about these trails, and a lot of them I've never heard of before, and I'm like, hmm, I'm going to put that one on the list. So yeah. List never join gets the club. shorter, does I it? know. Too many trails. Too <laughs> exactly. many trails. Too little time. The Euphanator goes on to say, until then, I will gladly keep listening to the trail show on my monthly weekend excursions up in the green and white mountains of New England. Ooh, mm, so lovely. fancy. Sparty so, fan. The world needs more fantastic people like the ladies and gentlemen at the trail show. Aww. Oh, well, now, I, now I'm blushing. We're actually going to be doing you. a Kickstarter to clone me, so you know, <laughs> uh, stay tuned for that. Yep. Bob Hop Addy says, "Excellent, five stars. The trail show is awesome. Thanks for all that you do to consistently put the podcast out. It's great. But what's weird is I never listen to the trail show." Oh, Ooh. nice. Whoa. 
Oh, I see what they did there. Swish. That, that was good. good. That was good. All right. Hill Point Hunter says, give it a try. Five stars. The more you listen, the more you love. At first, I just listened to the ones that I was interested in. And then I went back and listened to them all. Ooh. Keep them coming. I swear, I, I, I need to... Keep a, them a, coming! For some reason, it, maybe it's the Arkansas beer that Stephen Parker said. Yeah. I'm having trouble reading these iTunes reviews tonight. Oh, disco. Maybe, so, maybe someone should read the last one. Sure. I believe in you. Hand it to Zul. She's closer. Zul, read number five at the top. Trells and social media. Mitten five stars. Mitten camper. Normally, I listen to the Trail Show on Google Music, but I came onto iTunes just to leave this review. Mm. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you're able to figure it out. I found the commentary on trail <laughs> usage and up-down sides of social media's effect on trail use to be on point. That's I what we do. I get pretty upset when people say they don't bring a trowel on trail. They weigh like 20 grams, people. Get with the program. But I digress. Your show is great. Thanks for keeping it LNT. Oh, oh, that was actually a good one saying. for you to read. Yeah. Oh, so did, did, did you, you plan plant that? that? I, no, I oh. didn't. I these iTunes reviews are straight off of iTunes. Like that's a screenshot. All I right. Mean, I suppose that's not, I could, that's not one that like D-Lo's got going. No, I don't think that's a D-Lo. I don't know. That's from okay. Mitten Camper. D-Lo doesn't go out was long enough s- to need a trowel. Was it spelled correctly? Does he wear mittens, though? If D-Lo's it was spelled doubtful. correctly, then it probably wasn't d I, I bet he doesn't wear mittens. He's got a number of aliases, but Mitten Camper is not one no. of them. Yeah. I bet that's someone from Michigan. It would sound like it. <laughs> no, because of the sense. Mitten. Yeah, I bet you're right. Oh, or or yeah, from yeah. Monument Valley. Yeah. Probably maybe. not. Yeah. No. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Let's do our conservation interview. Let's period. do it. All right. So in studio, we've got uh, Special and Zool. You guys have been on the Leave No Trace mega tour. Shall and, we welcome uh, ourselves? Welcome, to, welcome, Special. Thank you, Special. Yeah, welcome, Zool. Thank you, Zool. Mega right. tour. So it's, you know, you guys have been out for <laughs> 10 months now. Yup. Yeah. And we've gotten some updates. But I think w- what would be really cool is for our listeners to hear, not specifically like the nitty gritty details of every single place you've been. But a, a more kind of umbrella scope of where you've been and, and what the overall mission feels like at this point. Well, and before that, tell our tell the people what is Leave No Trace. What like l- let's 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 take the forty thousand foot view before we get down to the. I felt like that was the forty thousand foot view, but okay. What does L and T stand the, uh, for? Well, let's take <laughs> the astronauts' view <laughs> first. Sure, let's let's just break it, it all break the it way down. down. What is the definition of trace? Go. Tr- trace would be <laughs> just about anything that uh, that I can see after you've been there, or anything you could see after you've been there. Okay. So, um, and sometimes stuff that you can't see until like after you've been gone for a while. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So you'll get like trail erosion is one of those things, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, leave no trace is a set of principles that really, if you're an outdoors enthusiast of any kind, whether you just like to go walking in the park, or whether you want to go on a through hike, or you're a boater, or a fisher, or a hunter, or whatever you do outside under the sun or the the hopefully like come out at some point please sun you know depending <laughs> yes. on where you're at do you like to see the sun if yes then can leave no trace yeah and it's basically like seven ideas and if you stop and think about what you're doing in the outdoors you're going to make better decisions that leave less of an impact mm. on the outdoors and okay. so I mean, we can go through the Those, seven principles. Let's do yeah, it. the seven principles are like guidelines more than actual rules. Yeah. We're not here to be the fun police. Recommendations. Yeah, yeah we don't get yeah. badges. 
which okay. I was disappointed to find out about because um, <laughs> we get those yeah. little pins. That's true. We got the pins yeah. and some embroidered shirts and things. So. Uh, but the seven principles. So principle number one is to plan ahead and prepare. So make sure you know what you're doing before you do it. Make sure you know the weather, uh, what the special considerations are. Like if there are bugs, if there are poison ivy. Like, do you need to watch out for rattlesnakes? Yeah, and like looking up the uh, the local rules and regulations, um, time of year that you're going. Like, there's all sorts of different things to that go into like making sure that you're ready to go out. Okay. Principle number two is to travel and camp on durable surfaces. Hmm. What does that mean? So durable is just like a hard surface, like rocks, right, or like a anything that's that if you walked over it, you would not be able to tell that you just walked on it. So like sand, okay. pebbles. Um, any snow type of rock, cases. snow, yeah. Water actually would be a durable surface. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's basically just trying to not walk on like cryptobiotic vegetation. soil yeah. or sure. like Don't bust the vegetation. Yeah. yeah, so things like, like that. that. You know, in the uh, alpine soils are kind of a similar situation. POD likes camping on rocks with no sleeping pad. Hmm. Yeah, no. Good I'm, for your back? Do you like it? It's cool. really yeah. good. I yeah. like it. Yeah. 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 Like slab rocks, like Utah slab? No, you know, like big. You know, jumbly, hard, pointy, you know, rock. do pointy you, rocks. Do you like move them around so that they hit your pressure points and yes. stuff? Yes. Yep. Mm. Little shia- right. self shiatsu right. yeah. while you sleep. Acupressure. Yeah. Yeah. For eight hours. Yeah. So, <laughs> what principle were we on? Principle Num- number three. Oh, number, number three. three. Yeah. So that's uh, disposing of waste properly. So, a mm. couple of different t- types of uh. waste. There's like obviously obvious stuff like food packaging or any kind of consumable like that trash. Um, but any type of trash would be one thing you want to make sure you're obviously packing out and pack more out be real you're going to find more out there so like yep. just go ahead and do the cool thing and pick it up take it out um, but it's also about like human waste uh, and gray water from like cleaning up after ourselves so that trial that mitten camper mittens camper mitten camper mitten camper, mitten camper was yeah. uh, mentioning useful in this context yeah, yeah. it helps you yeah. dig a proper hole yep. right? yeah spades is a, a really popular and good one yeah uh, they should probably sponsor the show now let's just send them a they should deuce yeah. of spades we'll take a round of deuce yeah. of spades yeah come on thank you um but yeah anything that you can use to make sure that you dig that cat hole six to eight inches deep to take advantage of those microbes to help break down the poop Okay, and, uh, and then it's also about wash water. So I know that a significant number of people we don't are wash on the trail. What are you talking guilty? about? Guilty. Well, of washing like, like washing socks your pot. It's a hygiene. Oh, washing, I thought I was saying my. Or, like, you can like do like washing your, washing your pot. pot, as well as like what, doing things like rinsing out your socks. You don't really want to do that in the stream, Ooh. where all those like t- I know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like even if you're <laughs> like even if you're using biodegradable soaps, I, I can't stand when people say, "Oh, it's a soap it's, is biodegradable." Yeah, I mean, like the thing is, is it's still going to be adding it. things into the waterway yes. that like don't belong there, and it can needs, change the pH. It can do all sorts of different things like that. It needs biomass to degrade. Yeah, it's biodegradable. You got to put it into this like it has to get into the soil in order to actually right. degrade. Pod, Just don't did, use soap. Didn't you call out? A young lady that was using biodegradable soap in Snowmass Lake. In the yeah, there were some girls from uh, some college or something that were up there on a little trip with, you know, it was like an orientation trip, and the girls were going to wash their hair don't do in that. the lake. Yeah, don't no, do bad that. idea. So they, they went in and, like, wet their hair. Well, first, they, when, I, when I went down there to get in, <laughs> this is so funny, uh, when I went to get in the lake, they were... They had all gotten in, and they had all soaped up their legs, and they were sitting on a log, and they were shaving their legs. Wow. And they were out uh. for, like, a two-night trip. 
Come on. It's Come okay. on. It's okay. We and can I, do better. I <laughs> know. And I was like, huh. I blame the magazines. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't say anything about that. But then um, they started talk, talking about washing their hair. And I was like, you know, I, I just couldn't, you know. You, you know how I am. It. You know how I am. I can't. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm super outspoken and annoying. So I said, so, you know, guys, um, you probably really shouldn't wash your hair in the lake because... Uh, this isn't, especially a lake up here, it's like an alpine ecosystem and it's super fragile. And yep. and the girl was like, oh no, this is biodegradable soap. And I said, right, but you're still putting something in the water that shouldn't be in there. And I said, you know what? I know you've probably never done this before, but try just going a couple of days without washing your hair and see if you're still alive. <laughs> I didn't say it condescendingly. I said it like kind of funny. I you, you said know? it exactly that way. And they were like, ew. And I said, I promise you, you will be alive. And one day's worth of hair stink versus three days worth of hair stink when you're hiking is not going to make a difference. Yeah, and so they did not They didn't do it. They didn't wash the hair, but mainly because I was standing there and they, I was an older person and they were younger, so they you they like felt scared them down. I was going to say, yeah. were you just like staring the entire time, like making and I was, the, eye sta- I was the whole time I was talking, yeah, to them, I was standing there nude talking to them, you know, and they were like, "Oh my god, this weirdo." Were, were you really nude? Oh yeah, totally. Because I was going to go swimming. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> that's I really that's awesome. Yeah. I love it that, that you just was... stood there like naked. I did. Like, I listen like... here, l- little girls. <laughs> yes, this is not how women stood behave. Stood there, you know, like feet <laughs> hip, dis- hip width distance apart, hands on my hips. You oh, know? I, I yeah. that, totally. That Superman awesome. pose. Right? I didn't yeah. know this yeah. part yeah. of the story. And I was like, "You see this? You see what I got going on here? It's okay. It's fine. You know, you don't got to shave every day. Come on, <laughs> it's gonna be just. <laughs> that is hilarious." So anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, gray water, even if you're using <laughs> biodegradable soap, please don't do it in the waterway. D- dispose of all that stuff like or 200 feet away. just don't use soap. And well, even if, you're, even if you're not using soap, though, like things like sweat and particulates like also can cause things to grow in the water. So if yeah. they have bacteria, right? they have bacteria in them. Wow, so no you kidding. want to, if you're going to, what I recommend is like taking your cook pot or something, getting some water out of the stream, walking 200 feet away. Uh, and then just sort of rinsing out your socks there. I, I actually know? use a... Oh, trail tip. Give me the trail tip music. Trail tip is to take a gallon Ziploc like freezer bag and you can use it to do trail laundry. Oh, yeah. So like you can just put your, you know, a couple pairs of dirty socks or whatever, your shirt, hiking shirt in there. Um, take the water 200 feet away from water or camp, you know, um, or trails and then you can like go ahead and wash your laundry in that Ziploc bag and then you know do a little rinse and, and you're good to go. Yeah. Can I expound on that trail tip? Yeah. Expounded trail tip. So for those of you that carry OP sacks, which are also known as odor-proof sacks, I think they're typically about 18 inches tall. They're actually a little bit bigger than a one-gallon Ziploc. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I, I fill them about, I don't know, a quarter or a third full and then I walk well away from the stream, mm-hmm. 201 feet. Yeah, yep, 200 yep, feet yep. minimum. Yep. You can always go further. That's yep. cool. And you can do all kind of laundry in an OP sack. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. And here's the cool thing. You've already got it with you. So for those gram counters out there that don't want to carry an extra eight grams for that you know, one-gallon size Ziploc. Hashtag you, gram weenie. You've already Seriously. got your OP sacks. Yes. Boom! Two two uses one thing. I mean, you could almost get in the op sack yourself and uh, and shower. No, maybe the onion. Okay, very you, good. You, could, or you know, you could, br- could bring along there. one of those like uh, Ziploc um, 
closet storage bags, <laughs> and I bet you could bathe in those one of those. Huge. Yeah, just take it 200 feet away from the water, people. And I would also submit that if you add a very small blue kitchen dish sponge. Oh, Ooh, God, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's what I should have done. I should have brought blue. one of those giant closet-sized Ziplocs up to a snowmass lake. When those girls <laughs> were shaving their legs, <laughs> I got to fill it with water and got in this next to them. This is how it's done, ladies. Like, hey, guys, I'm luxuriating in my bath. It's a backcountry <laughs> spa. <laughs> All right, number yeah. four. Number okay, four. yeah, that's right. Oh we were God, doing something. I know. Number this, four. This takes some, some time sometimes. Uh, so number four is to leave what you find. Um, so this can be this can be hard for some folks just yeah. because berries are delicious. That's what? real. I so, know. So oh we, no. we shouldn't collect sand from the beach in Hawaii and take it back to what? Michigan? We don't do that. So well, so it's, it's basically like, you know, I, I don't want to say that you should never take anything. But think about it this way. If you're like out at the beach and you find like like a really cool shell, you know, it's like big and awesome. Crush it. Like if you take that with you, <laughs> Don't crush the it. next person is not going to be able to see it. You stole right. their wow. Exactly. And, and like <laughs> you me, stole their wow. Yeah. So like don't, Sham wow. if you see something that makes you go like, wow, that's pretty cool, you know, like maybe consider leaving that for the next person. And maybe, you know, you see like 50 shells, go ahead and take one. Maybe that's not a big deal. But, but, wait, but too many people doing that yeah, is, is going to be a, the problem. I don't care time. about the, the the stupid shells. Let's talk about berries. Um, so generally, so the big thing with berries is I the, know they feed the bears and the animals. Well, but also with the berries like repropagating, right? So like if we eat the seeds and then we, so if you're taking a day hike and you're eating berries and you go and you poop that in a toilet, then those seeds aren't like going back yeah. into the ecosystem. What if, if I save it and then I fling it out into the woods? No, that is, I will <laughs> yeah, not no, allow that. Cat As your hiking that is partner, not, that is not trace okay. approved. I'm just thinking about places like on the northern Cali and, P- and on the PCT where there's like huckleberries yeah. so for like 20 miles or we more. We kind of like this one in 10 rule. Mm-hmm. Like if you see 10 of them, go ahead and grab one, you know? Yeah. And when, you, when you're standing there in front of a bush full of them, like... You know, you grab one in ten of those. It's like a nice handful, and you can wander on and then okay. like find another ten that. and take. You know, yeah. Disco doesn't let me pick berries on the trail anymore. Anyway. Well, it's because typically we have somewhere to be by the time the sun gets down, and if I left her to her own devices, <laughs> she'd be out there surviving we, on berries. Nom, we'd nom, still nom, be nom, hiking nom. the Pacific Crest <laughs> Trail right now. One time, this is a true story. Sorry to digress, but we were. I hiking. thought I thought that's, that's always out. We were we were somewhere in Huckleberry Land, and um, Disco was ahead of me. Huckleberry Land sounds like a lovely say, that's place. That's magical yes, as usual, and I and I was trying really hard to not stop, and I was just trying to swipe as I walked, you know. And at some point, I was like, "No, I just have to have one big handful." So I stopped and I picked a whole bunch, and I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, "I need some more. I need some more. I need some more." And then I came around this you turn. Had the Jones and real bad. I know. I was <laughs> just, just like, and you know what? It once it touches your lips, it's just so good, you know. So then I came around this bend, and Disco was sitting in the trail with his pack on, facing me, like he was looking south on the trail, just waiting for me to come around that corner. And he was like, "Stick your tongue out." <laughs> yep. And he was like, I knew it. That's it. I'm hiking behind you. Yep. So you that, can't was it. that was it. I hiked behind her and we got to where we needed to go. Otherwise, again, we'd still be back on the PCT I know, right now. I can't help it. Yeah, but basically it's all about, you know, leaving something for the next people to enjoy. And and also especially with like historical objects, if you take right. those out of where they are, any context that is inherent in where it is and like what it's next to and all that is lost right so if you well, find something cool is just a piece of crap if it's not in its natural environment yeah i mean so you if you find something like that totally like take a bunch of pictures you know don't mess with it 
uh, record the location, let a ranger know, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, just consider that you're definitely not the first person to see it. But if you take it, it, it you're going to be the last. And it's probably just going to disappear into your junk drawer at home anyway. Yeah. This also applies to uh, things like firewood or like seeds and pollen that you've got on your gear when you're sort of changing Ooh, environments. Yeah, it's the second so hidden meaning to leave it behind. Don't spread invasive species. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so like everybody knows the emerald ash borer pretty much oh, by now. Oh, yeah. So I was just thinking of that when she mentioned that. Yeah, so that's like one of the big ways that that gets spread around or Most accelerated. Most invasive species, really. Yeah. Like they're transported by humans yeah. most yeah. of the time by accident. And firewood's a big way that several different invasives get around, and including, you know, different funguses and stuff like that that maybe shouldn't be moved over into different areas. Right. Yeah. You don't want to be transporting firewood across state lines or even county lines yeah if yeah. you if you insist on having a fire it needs to be local wood local meaning or local blue jeans uh, yeah, blue absolutely. jeans are okay yep. Yep. yeah but firewood it needs to be like yeah right i mean there. like if you're allowed to collect firewood in an area like if that's yeah if you're allowed and you're not always allowed right you know and you should absolutely check beforehand to make sure um but yeah collecting wood that's not too close to camp, that's not too big around, like maybe about as big as your wrist so that it actually burns all the way through. Yeah. Uh, Because as it happens, principle number five... Minimize campfire impacts. Yeah, so like that's like one of the big ones. Um, Obviously, fighting like wildfires is a big deal. We spend a lot of money. People lose lives, homes, like in businesses, everything else. Um, So fires are a big deal. Uh, wholesale destruction, really. And a lot of them that are human-caused could easily be prevented by, like, making sure that the fire's out. So Just put it out. Being responsible with fire yeah. is is super important. Um, and when you are collecting, yeah, making sure that it's dead, that it's downed wood, that it's a little bit smaller than your wrist, so dinky and distant. We call it the four Ds. Yield. Four yeah. Ds. The four Ds dinky, of firewood. Dinky, distant, collect. down, down, and dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Did that last one is really important and I bring it up because twice in 2017 I hiked by campsites um, early in the morning that obviously had had someone there the previous night because the fire pit was still smoldering. Yeah. And there was no one around and that is not okay. We have camped. You and I have camped with people that were like, that's fine, it'll burn out. Yeah. And we're always like, oh. It's It's really not okay. So I can't tell you how many times on this trip we have been at a campground and you know, seeing a uh, seeing people pack up and leave, and then a short time later, wind picks up a little bit, whatever, and all of a sudden we look over and their campfire is going. Oh, so I mean, like, even if it's like, oh, well, you know, it's not really, it's just like coals or whatever. Like those coals can become fire with a little bit That's of wind. Right. So yep. it doesn't yeah. take much at all. Out yep. means out. Don't be that person. Yep. You're 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 definitely not going to be happy with yourself if you end up causing a, a no. big fire. Make fire soup. So what yeah. you want to yeah. do is you want to make sure that like, like it, the soup. ashes exactly like the ashes are soupy. And I would say go back to principle number one. If if you're going to have a campfire in the evening, you need to plan ahead by bringing enough water with you to drench yep. that fire and make your fire soup. Yeah, and or just make a smaller fire. Like yeah, a lot of folks think sure. that you need to have this like huge bonfire in order to have a fire. Like most of the times, do you ask yourself if you really need that? Right. Sure. Just yeah. make it a little smaller. 
Yeah, and, and if you do collect that like dinky wood, as we call it, like the smaller than your wrist, there's going to be a much better chance that it's going to have a chance to like burn through. Right, um, right, completely in the yeah, ash. Yeah, and, and then you're not going to have to use as much water right. in order to get your fire like Good dead point. out. So, so yep, that sweet. 18-inch diameter stump that I normally like to use in my campfire special, you're saying that that's not a good idea? Probably not a good <laughs> idea. I mean, think about it. Like, How many times have you gone and seen a bunch of, of like half-burnt wood in I a oh, yeah. campfire? Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of gross. So you're just not really cleaning up after yourself, too. Yeah. All right. So let's number see. Number six now. Number six. Oh. Number six is this. respect wildlife. Yeah. Oh, I like um, this. I like this. Now, now, what does that mean? Does that mean I can't take a selfie with the elk that's 20 feet from the trail where I'm hiking? Use the thumb trick. So you, like, throw your arm out, lock your elbow, and throw a thumb up. And then okay. close one eye. Close one eye. If you can cover the animal completely with your thumb, you're far enough away. If any of the animal ah. sticks out, then special you are too close. Special sticking out right now, so I'm too close for a selfie with special. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's a good trick. And too. it works for big animals and small. And like obviously, you know, if you see change in behavior, like think of the the classic: you spook a deer, right? And it's like its head comes up, its ears go around, and like or it runs away. Anything like that where you're seeing like a change in behavior, you're probably too close to the animal. Um, and and people don't really think about it, but feeding and mating are two really, really important activities for wildlife, especially when the, they've got like a narrow mating season or the amount of calories that they, they need to get every day in order to be healthy can be a lot, you know. So anytime you interrupt an animal's feeding or mating behavior, that's like super, super no bueno. But, but what if my Instagram feed just won't be complete unless I take a photo with the mating trash panda? I mean, just go, <laughs> just go full fakestagram and like Photoshop it in. Yeah, ah, yeah. Photoshop. Okay, yeah. weird, super pro Photoshop. Yeah, okay. yeah. Sweet. Or just badly, I interrupted you, know. you, Zul. I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? Uh, no, I mean you could also like. End up instead of like getting a nice selfie of like feeding the animal, you, you could, could get be like dead. you could yeah. I was gonna say a lot of a lot of small critters carry rabies. Yeah, um, yep. some small POD. critters carry leprosy. Yeah, armadillos. My mom, beauty. My mom got bit by a trash panda. Oh, Ooh. because did she have to get rabies shots? She did. Yes. We oh, and those are expensive. <laughs> I grew up, I grew up out in the the country, out in the woods, and my mom has a habit of feeding wild animals. Mm. If we lived in Colorado, she surely would be dead, have been eaten by a bear by now for sure. Does like she the, still like do this after she rank? got attacked yes. by, a, by a trash panda? Yes. So at Ooh. night, she goes and gets the discounted bread at the grocery store. It's like 25 oh, cents that's for a so loaf. Ba- that's so it's bad so for bad. them. And she puts peanut butter. She buys the cheap oh, peanut butter bad. and puts peanut butter on it. Does she know that, that she's given those yes. poor little things diabetes? And they come out of, at night. They would come. She'd go out into the the deck, and she'd go, "Coonies!" And then all the the <laughs> raccoons, like twenty, thirty raccoons, would come. It was like crazy, creepy. They'd come up on the porch, and she'd feed them by hand. Oh. So you're saying that your mom is instead like creepy cat lady, she's creepy raccoon lady. Yeah, and and she also has a few squirrels that she feeds by hand that she's named, but um. Anyway, Disco's over here just I shaking his head. I, I, what can I? I can't. But I don't one even time, know what to say. a couple yeah, of no, raccoons, bad. a couple of raccoons got into a scuffle, mm. and they were fighting with each other. And she got her hand got bit in the bitten in the process, and oh. so she went and got a rabies shot. And I was like, "See, mom, have you learned your lesson?" She's like, "No, no, I've had my shots. It doesn't matter if I." Oh yeah, that's totally. Yeah, that's great. I used to see signs all over like Zion when I was guiding. 
that had pictures of like a ripped up hand. Like, please yeah. don't feed the squirrels, guys. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, she has yeah. a couple squirrels that she feeds by hand. Chunky yeah. is one of them. So oh. yeah, be anyway. respectful of wildlife. Don't that, give them food. Don't let them get into your food. Crazy. You know, hazy. keep a distance. And yeah. and that's pretty much get a good lens if you want to get that photo. Where does know? Leave No Trace stand on, on bird seed? Um again, Do they I mean have a like stance on it, that? It, it, you have to so Leave No Trace doesn't have answers for everything. Right, of course, right? of course, of so, course. I was wondering if you guys had ever talked about it. Yeah, we have we talked do. about it. I personally think that it's not Leave No Trace. Yeah. Yeah. I mean there are there are plenty of people who do it, but um Zul, would you like to make the counterpoint? I mean, it's more a matter of a lot of times when you feed creatures, then they become human dependent. And right. so if you are going to be there all of the time, all of making sure that they're getting their food all of the time, it's on your land. I kind of see the, uh, you want to see the birds. Like I kind of see the argument for it. Um, yeah. But certainly in a, in a more public place where like you have not to good. share space with other yeah. people, it's not. Okay. Not so okay. she can feed the raccoons then. I mean, I do. Well, it's like the places she, she where there's feral baby cats, shot, right? Then people like, go and feed yeah. them. Yeah. She also puts out corn for the deer. Oh, man. And salt yeah. licks. And she has oh. about 100 bird feeders. Jeez. That's a lot of work. Yes. That's, yeah. a, that's her it. job. She loves right. it. She loves it. That sounds, that sounds <laughs> pretty extreme to me. I agree. And like the fact that, that she had to get rabies shot because a trash panda bit her because she was doing something she shouldn't have been doing. That's crazy. I like, know. You don't want to put yourself in a situation where you have to get a rabies shot. She just she's a good she's a good-hearted person. She just really loves she the animals. To, yeah, yeah loves I mean them. and and I but get you, that. It's just the more that those animals become dependent on us or get comfortable with us, right. the more likely they are to eventually get shot, yep. honestly. Whether she, that's and, like a deer that's right. not scared enough of people and like hunting season comes around or whether that's like Bears getting too friendly with people, and you know right. we know what happens to a fed bear. It's a dead bear. That's right. So, and I will say she doesn't feed the raccoons anymore. She still feeds the squirrels and the deer and the geese and the birds. But I like the anyway. I like the thumb. What do you call it? Yeah. The thumb, thumb trick. The thumb yeah. trick. Like yeah. that's a. I can't see. I can't take a photo with Pod right now. Either. I'm going to use that for disco. You're too close. You're too close. You got to back. Get away. I like it. Maybe we'll have to do an album cover later in the studio. Oh, we'll yeah. all have to do yeah, the thumb yeah, trick. Yeah. yeah, we will. That's yeah. great. All right, number seven. Are we seven? On? We're there. Last are we on seven? Least. Yeah, we are on yeah. seven. So the last one, at least, is I think it's one of the most important ones. It's be considerate of other visitors, mostly because it encompasses the rest of them. If you are doing the rest of the principles, what you're actually doing is being considerate of the people behind sure. you. If you are making sure that you're picking up your trash and other people's trash, other pe- the people coming behind you are going to have a better time. If you're making sure to not set the forest on fire, the other people are going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And really, I mean, for the most part, people, the the negative impacts that they cause are often a result of just not thinking, right? And, right. and when I say that, I don't mean it in like some sort of mean way. We just, we have our habits. Yeah. We do things the way that we were taught or the way w- that we've learned from wherever, Unaware, um, unaware. Yeah, and so, yeah, you just don't think about it. So yeah. if if we can get people to just stop and think about like, hey, what am I doing out here? What possible impacts am I going to have on the wildlife, on the ecosystem, on the water, on the plant life, whatever? You know, uh, then they're probably going to make better decisions. And if they can kind of filter that thinking through the seven principles, they're definitely going to make better decisions for for their trip, as well as for the ecosystem and anything anybody that comes after them. 
What's an example of number seven? Like, how could we paint a picture? Headphones. Yeah. Okay. Throw Ta- head- so a lot of folks carry those, especially on like day hiking trails. They've got those little like mini portable boom boxes. Yeah, like, like the little, little Bluetooth, Bluetooth speakers. speakers. Yeah. Yep. And so like a lot of folks you'll see will either pause them or like turn them way down when they see other people, which is great. Mm. Um, but like headphones are really the answer. And certainly the answer is not to just like, when I'm on the trail for exciting, you know, like nature things, I don't want to hear like dubstep. Yeah, like, if, I'm, if I'm out I'm there, there like for. listening for bird calls or something, you know, like let's say I'm a birder. I'm not really, but I like birds and they're cool, yeah. right? And I do like when I hear their song. So yeah, if you're like coming by and making noise, you're running off those animals sure. and you're also making noise to make it so that I can't hear but it. But like doesn't everybody want to listen to Skrillex when, you know, Skrillex. we're out watching and i mean you could like share your headphone with the other person like you could walk it and i would also say that uh you know i I, this is my own personal soapbox but don't wear perfume or cologne you're going out into the woods okay it's like it's the same thing i don't want to if if you have bo that's one thing because that's just right that's a human that's human thing but the perfume and the cologne when you're going out into the woods it's offensive because then everybody else is smelling you that's well, really just think about what you're doing versus what other people are doing out there. Yeah. Like people are out there to to enjoy different things. If you're fishing and somebody decides to like come off the end of the dock and like just do cannonballs <laughs> and they're yeah. all your fish, right? Like you're yeah. going to be a little PO'd about it. Right. right. So yeah, it's just, you know, think about what you're doing. Is that going to impact other people's experience out there? If so, like take some steps to try to minimize that so that, hmm. you know, go swimming down the lakeshore a little bit, whatever. I yeah. think I think this actually might be the hardest principle for most people. Well, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's again one of those things that we just don't think about, right? Like we're we're sort of like, oh, okay, I'm out here to do my thing, and yeah. that's what I'm going to be out here to do. And we don't necessarily think about how, like, where the public lands that we have aren't getting any bigger, and so sure. we're going to keep having to share space with one another. And if we want everybody to have a good time in the outdoors, which I think like everybody wants to we we've all got to like give up a little bit so that everybody can have a little bit yeah just like right? a, just like a little tiny bit right yeah. and, and so it and honestly i don't even think you have to give up anything no you know? no no, no. Just sort of for, like shift for a the lot of it thinking. it's just yeah. about like how can you be a responsible user and steward of an outdoor resource that we all own together you know and i don't think that that's really a a big crazy idea honestly no, like of if you not. like i think most people want to be that good steward a lot of times they just don't know how. You know, they've developed bad habits from learning it from, I don't don't know, whatever. Whoever taught them how to camp, for instance, teaches them some of these bad habits. And we all kind of fall into them if we don't think about what we're doing. So just stop and think is like honestly the biggest, biggest thing. Yep. So now tell us, you've taken us through the seven principles. Tell us exactly, not every single thing you've done, but kind of a general scope of what have you guys been doing as far as like what's your mission or or um not your mission that's too vague what kind of generally are you, are you doing when you're out there for leave no trace what are you guys doing we do lots of different events so we'll go to festivals and we'll have a table uh, and talk to lots of folks about leave no trace we will go into schools oh. um, and do little presentations with we've had as young as kindergartners we've had we've also had like land managers 
uh, that come to I should to have scheduled you guys for my school yeah. when you were here. Yeah. That's a thing that. you can do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, we'll just come in tomorrow. Just drop by. Yeah. Hey, what's up? So why you guys would need to talk to land managers? Like, shouldn't they already know LNT? So the big thing with land managers is that we teach them how to talk to people about Leave No Trace. Got it. Mm. So yeah. there, although in there some cases, honestly, they seem to not know as much as we'd hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a it's no a lot one about specific out there. Don't send me hate mail. Um, making sure that that they approach. Uh, the teaching of Leave No Trace in a way that's going to make people receptive to it. Because a lot of times when we're shown what we're doing wrong, we tend to become defensive, we tend to shut down, we tend not to sort of hear. So we talk to land managers about way that we can make people sort of, not necessarily like change the behavior immediately, like in the moment, but sort of think about their behavior for further on down the line. It's all about planting the seed. Yeah, we try to really come at it from a non-preachy, non-judgmental like attitude. Um, whether th- whether it is like that ranger who's been doing it the wrong way for 37 years or <laughs> whether it's like the the kid who's just like their interaction right. with the outdoors is playing on the playground at school you know right, right. Yeah. like they you can learn to think leave no trace um just about anywhere that you're outside yeah and leave so, no trace yeah. is a spectrum right so like yeah. on on one end we have like nobody does anything and the whole world is burning and on the other end, we have like the Garden of Eden, and we're never quite going to get back to the Garden of Eden, but every little thing that we do that's leave no trace is going to push us towards that. We right. talk a lot of times about like cumulative impact, so yeah, like cumulative it's a huge like concept in bad no stuff, trace. but there's also lots of cumulative cumulative good stuff okay. that we can do. Yeah, so like every time like we like even if we're not doing a leave no trace event, if we're out hiking, we pick up trash, right? Uh, we were on the beach at one point and picking up some trash. When see, people see you doing that. They they will go ahead and be like, oh, you know what? That's a good idea. I should go ahead and hey, do that. Or nope. like when you, you know, bag up your dog's poop on the local trail and carry it with you, and or actually, like tie yeah, it, and actually take it with you, yeah, and like tie it to the <laughs> the leash or something, like clip it on, or use an old chalk climbing bag yeah. and clip it onto your leash, and you can just take the the bagged up poop and stick it in there. People see you doing that, like they're gonna go ahead and carry theirs out, you know. So every, every little bit kind of can cascade a little. Yeah. I went to college at Clemson University, go Tigers, and we did a couple of lakefront cleanups. There's a lot of lakes around oh, yeah. Clemson. And the guy I was with, you know, he was kind of giving out some instructions on how the morning was going to go, <laughs> and he handed out bags, and, and he was like, now, he's like, there's going to be a lot of trash out here, and we want you to pick up as much as you can, but... He was like, I understand if there's some things that you actually don't want to handle. And he was like, personally, I draw the line at dirty diapers. Like, I just mm. do not pick up dirty diapers. And he was like, you do what you want. You got gloves on. Just, uh, you know, use some common sense and that sort of thing. I'm curious, what's the worst thing that you guys have seen in the last 10 months? 10 and months. did you pick it up? Um, we picked up that dirty diaper. We did that. You yeah, did. we did. We we pill, pulled a uh, dirty diaper. This was the worst. Oh, so, okay, we were in uh, uh, Teddy Roosevelt National Park. This was actually pretty early on. Were, okay, this was in a national park. Yeah, yeah the and south we, unit of Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, okay. so we'd, we'd like pulled over to check out this overlook real quick. Beautiful uh, overlook. Um, yeah, it's awesome there. It's like the Badlands kind of, you know. So we start to walk down this little trail that's right there. And on the way down this tiny little trail, we pass a trash can. And you yep. get like 15 feet down this trail and I look up and at like eye level is a dirty diaper. 
like disposable diaper right there suspended in the trees. Like somebody had stood there oh at the God. edge stood of like the Beside the trash can. And just like chucked and threw it. it. I wonder yeah. if it was the kid. I mean, God knows. <laughs> I was going to say that kid from Boulder's. It was a Boulder from Dilo's kid. Bur- Dilo's birthday party. kid's birthday party. Or you know what it could have been? You know that uh, that that mad pooper that's been running around Colorado, Colorado Springs? Springs? I don't think she yeah, wears a I diaper, mean, maybe, though. <laughs> but I mean, she might have a kid. Unclear. She might have a kid. Maybe they were out there. Because if she wore a diaper, she wouldn't oh, yeah, be pooping in people's yards. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's... So you that. got it? You retrieved it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How? Uh, well, we have, we use gloves. Or? Yeah, we have, we've got yeah. That brings we up another. Yeah, we have like nitrile gloves that, that we bring with us a lot of times. Brings up okay. another question for me. There have been multiple times when Disco and or I and or he have been hiking, and we've come across and and I think all long distance hikers have experienced this: a surface poo. Surface poo. <gasps> is it our job to uh, dig a hole? This is where I draw the line. No. So if you if you do if that, you, you are a leave no trace champion. Superstar. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's no actually trace. easier than picking Superstar. up a dirty diaper because you just no, have to dig a not. hole it, and no. get a stick and push it. But I mean, if it's just, if it's old, chances are it's going to be pretty easy to just. I mean, if I'm over. if I'm not in a super hurry, like now that I've like done, like I've gotten a lot better with leave no trace, like myself, over the course of this job, and yeah. um, I would if I wasn't like in a super hurry. I would probably do it. This is going to be my mission. I'm going to find a surface no, poo and bury. Listen, no. if anybody out there can can Hike send us send us footage of like a legitimate found surface poo. Yeah, not your. I don't own. want any stage. No, I've got nothing. none of this. Yeah, yeah. I've no, come across. But we we yeah, we will disco, send you a koozie. Disco loves to, to take pictures of surface poos, but um, it's just one of my hobbies actually. Well, is. I've long thought about starting up a website. Uh, Surfacepoo.com. No, a no. poo with a view. Oh. com. So, yeah, we should edit this out, and we'll talk later. Okay, make very some good. Money anyway. Okay. Yeah. okay, good. Okay, so I was um, just curious about that. But I have, so when we were in Thailand a couple of years ago, oh, I yeah. did pull a surface poo out of the ocean. Yeah. <gasps> I did, like, a human Wait a surface. minute, a human, wait a Like, it was, yeah. like, floating. Your hands? No, I had, there was, like, a plastic, I, it was basically, like, the, the beach that we were on had, like, a lot of trash coming into it, because yeah. it was a little tiny cove. And nobody else was doing anything about it, so I started picking stuff up. And one of the things I picked up was a plastic bag, and so I just used the plastic bag. I pretended it was dog poop. I grabbed the human. Yeah, it was like a bread bag kind of a deal. Was it a log? It was. Yeah, it was like a a small log. Yeah. 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 So it was solid. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't like liquid or anything because I would have no. No. Um, But but yeah, I. It was pretty impressive. Out of the water. What did you do with it? I'd stuck it in the trash can. Like, okay. what? I mean, what? what else are you gonna we do? flung at that it. Point? <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe you put it in your backpack. <laughs> threw it. We <laughs> threw it at yeah, some people you know. we saw littering. So you guys have been mostly in the kind of Midwest and uh, so we've yeah. done like we name the states. We now, you guys oh, have God. been on the beach for the last right. three months. Come on, name the states. Let's hear okay. them. All. Um, I know you've been in Florida for a little bit, and also yeah, in we, Texas. we 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 wintered in Florida like the snowbirds. Oh. That's quite nice. Um, so the states that we have been in, uh, we had some events in Colorado. Colorado, Utah. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Oh. I'm backing it out. Um, so we were in Colorado. We've been in Texas, uh, Louisiana, Missouri, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, uh, Mississippi, Alabama, Michigan, Indiana. I already said Michigan. Indiana, Ohio, Georgia, Florida, Virginia. And 16. West Virginia. Also, 17. wait, did, did you include w- the ones when we went up to Maine? We didn't do any events in Maine. No, we didn't do any events there. 
No, I didn't count that. This is just this is ones that we've done events. Yeah, in. yeah, that's what I was oh, curious yeah, about. Yeah. Okay. okay. And then we will have also, by the end of it, we'll have also gone to Arizona. So we'll have done events in 18 states. Wow. wow. And so your your tenure with Leave No Trace is coming to a close. It's a one-year commitment, right? Mm-hmm. It is, yep. yeah. One-year contract. Okay. And uh, what's the, what does the future hold? Uh, well, I'm currently accepting uh, offers to run your company. I'll be your CEO. <laughs> Very good. Um, I have I have pretty modest uh, salary requirements, um, so I, I think you know if you're looking for a new CEO, uh, I'll be your CEO. I like it as long as your company doesn't suck. Special forty one at thetrailshow dot com. No, That's I'm right. st- I'm still trying to figure out exactly <laughs> what uh, what I'm going to do, uh, but okay. yeah, looking for some employment options and opportunities. Now you have a. D- a geophysicist background or something? Yeah, I got my uh, uh, BS in geology and geophysics. Okay. So I went to school out in Hawaii, and it, it's not actually just a grass hut university there. It's actually pretty, it's legit. pretty great legit. school. Um, yeah. So yeah, Trail Show listeners, if you know of any uh, opportunities. Both for- in Hawaii and in the lower 48. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Zul? Yeah, what's up? Uh, I am uh, trail show exclusive. Going to go hike the Grand Enchantment Trail. Oh. oh. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> nice. It's killing me not Absolutely. having a proper yes. iPad with a proper soundboard. POD. It's killing me. I can well, actually I can see your eyes away. No, 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 I can bad. take that one away. So yeah, I'm totally envious. I, I would love to go hike the GET, but it's not in, not in oh. the cards for me, I'm afraid. So I hiked it back in 14, and I, I know, I know w- what fun you're about to have. I'm so excited. And I'm pretty excited for you. It's, it's a great trail. Awesome. But it is, it is not easy. So no. I, trail Show Nation, don't think you can just run out there and follow the blazes. That's you can't. What blazes? <laughs> you're going to <laughs> exactly. die. Exactly. There are no blazes. Is there anything else that uh, did oh, you I've got one oh, question you got for stuff. them. Okay. Knowing what you know now after 10 months as leave no trace traveling trainers if you were to set out on a long distance hike which you zool are getting ready to to, and and special it will be in your future at some point i I really yeah what would you do differently Uh, than than we did on previous like distance hikes with your newfound knowledge what would you do differently if anything i mean Um, maybe you were lnt to 100 percent previously i don't know trowel i'm gonna carry a trowel okay oh. yeah i'd have to say that one too i and you know i i will say that you should carry a trowel because for most people they're not going to be able to like dig a proper cat hole with, with the a back of their pole. shoe well i use a trekking or, yeah. pole definitely the not tre- the back of your shoe a trekking pole has like that tungsten carbide tip yeah, on it sure. if you can right. actually like i've excavated like legit lnt compliant oh yeah you know cat holes but with, it's so much easier with a trowel it is it is yeah. way easier with Super. a trowel and you know just do it. Yeah, and making the big thing about leave no trace is like making the easy thing to do the right thing to do. Right. Like making yeah. sure that those two things overlap and like a trowel is definitely one of those things that helps with that. You're totally nice. going to like even if you can dig a good one with your boot, you can't. Even if you can you dig a good one with your trekking pole, you can, but it takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Like y- y- you're going to do a better job more often, more consistently with a trowel. So I, I would definitely agree that like a uh, deuce of spades for me is, is, is like standard kit now. Okay. Awesome. And we still going backcountry bidet? Oh, fully. Oh, yeah. hundred yeah. percent. This, oh, yeah. this is only like set me more firmly oh, yeah. in the backcountry, like this whole 10 months. Yeah. Backcountry bidet a thousand percent. Because like full leave no trace would be to carry out your toilet paper. Yeah, I do like, that. And, I, and I know a lot of people. Like, I don't need like, that. 
that, first of all, I think that's gross, right? Like you're carrying around a bag of I like think it's funny. It's crappy you poop. I'm sure poop you think like it's funny. Pack. You probably <laughs> you probably like you know what? Sniff I, it, I started doing it in 2017, <laughs> and we, we did get nasty. a good trail tip, which is buy the black uh, doggy bags for to pick up doggy waste, oh, and yeah. and you put your used spent TP in the black doggy bags. Okay. That way, you don't actually have to. Look See, at I don't like that because I feel like it's a lot more plastic yeah. that you're using. Well, I, just, I, I, I reuse just fold, the same bag. I just fold it up and put it in my. I very carefully open my bars in the morning, you know, so it's oh, a yeah. sleeve. Yeah, I do the same. And thing. And then I very carefully fold up my part, toilet paper and push it in there. And but like you don't yeah. ever like get like toilet paper like stuck in places. Yeah, so so here's hiking. the thing. If you're no. on the fence about no. going <laughs> going like with the bidet, I'll give you a challenge, which is to go go I down to the stream, floor. get some mud, put the mud on your hands, and then see how clean you can get your hands with toilet paper. But I also use wet wipes. Yeah, I mean that's just. A, but it's more trash. It it's is. more stuff to carry. It's true. And like, uh, honestly, like water cleans the the rest is pretty much scraping off the big chunks and smearing the rest around. Yeah, and, and when like, you're like showering every day, that's fine. But when you're not showering every day, that gets it gets a little more. Well, I always take toilet paper in the shower. I don't know what yeah, you do, I mean, but I, I usually go with a full roll, and that's <laughs> you just wipe the roll. Is that <laughs> way our shower <laughs> keeps <laughs> overflowing? Oh yeah, yeah. probably. I, that, I'm guessing so. I just showed my cards. Damn. But no, cool. backcountry bidet. Yeah, right. I'm, I I will never be swayed to yeah. the dark side that yeah, is TP. Maybe I'll give it hooks? a try. I'll give it a try what? again. Guthook wrote like a huge article about how he was a convert to the backcountry bidet. Oh, I did not All see right. that. We yeah, should so post this was a link. A few, yeah, this was you know, it's ago. funny. Like I have literally this. Like I have been talking about the backcountry bidet since I began distance hiking, and I have every year won converts who have later told me like, you know, I started doing it. It's totally way cleaner. You can. Wipe the the sweat off your thighs so you don't get like chafe as much. Like sure. you just clean, you know. You don't carry the and people. Yeah, I, I do win converts, and well, maybe I, I do think it's the way to go. I'll try that in twenty eighteen. Yeah, I'll go to try. Pod and I have some hiking plans, so maybe we'll give it a try. If you want to really spice it up, you can put a single drop of Doctor Bronner's in there. Ooh, some peppermint. peppermint. Do not oh, ooh. yeah. I no, was don't do that. Some, just I kidding. Not a trail some, tip. Some clown mouth ones, and I put some rub. Some um. Hand sanitizer on it. Oh, it was like it literally like knocked the wind out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I could not breathe. I was like, <gasps> uh, "All right, we we have to go to break." Special and Zul, thanks so much for talking to us about LNT. That was awesome, and I think it was very informative. Oh, show. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I will just ask of the Trail Show Nation to just like try to try to be your best, leave no trace self, and like try to let other people know in a nice, gentle non-judgy manner when they're not doing by, stuff that's not, not quite leave no trace nude? and like well, no no <laughs> pod you just keep doing what I you're mean, doing i'm not gonna judge uh but also know that again like you don't have to be i don't know i'm pretty type a you, like you don't have to be a perfectionist about it like every little thing that you do counts totally okay yeah all right excellent when we come back we've got mailbag we've got ask a hiker we've got a media review don't go anywhere trail show be back
strength in your body. Unify your vision and the harmony of heaven will arise. This is Buck 30, and I fing hate the trial show. Wow. So aggro. You know? Right on, man. That's cool. That's not for everybody. <laughs> hey, let's check in on this beer. Yeah. We've been drinking a Got few. A lot of things open here. Again, the Trash Panda IPA is one of my favorite. Uh, what else have we been drinking? It looks like you guys brought some road beers. Show did. Yeah. What's in your hand? I've been uh, sipping on that Rattler, which is kind of lovely. It's a lemon uh, ginger. Lemon ginger. So let's see. I I started off with this uh, Reverie Pomegranate Sour from Martin House Brewing Company. Uh, and they're from Fort Worth, Texas. And we have another one from them, also a sour. Um, wait, is it the same? Same town. Yeah. Anyway. Wow, some, they look really similar. The they really do. Cans. Uh, but Crazy. it's a raspberry sour ale. True Love. It's from Martin House Brewing Company. Huh. Yeah, no, that's the same one. Yeah. I really like them. What do you think? Yeah, Katie? I think they're very good. The pomegranate, I don't think I've ever had a pomegranate beer before. No, it was That's good. got some zing to it. Yeah, it's your face kind of puckered. Tart. <laughs> yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. If, if you're into a sour that's got like some fruit going, which is pretty much the only kind of sours that I really yeah, end up sure. liking that much. The raspberry is um, good too, but I, I think the pomegranate's a little more unusual. And that Rattler, the lemon ginger is great. Yeah, that is from Carbach Brewing Company. Yes. And uh, what is that that you have? Uh, this is one we haven't cracked yet. Oh. This is the Love Street Kolsch. Oh, oh we should okay. get that open. Yeah. Yeah, nice. And I'm getting ready to crack the IPA from Ozark Beer Company. Uh, it says it pairs well with burgers, blue cheese, carrot cake, and great company. Oh, you guys Aww. had burgers tonight, so that's perfect. I had a blue cheeseburger. It also says hard work, honest beer. Ooh, I like it. Okay, are we working hard or hardly working? Thanks again, Stephen Parker. All right, Stephen folks, Parker. Let's do trips. Has sure. anybody gone anywhere this past month? Beauty. Well, since our show last weekend, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went to Michigan where I found winter, and it was quite cold there. Uh, and blizzardy. Really? There's yes. a there's a place like that that exists this yeah. year. I was just telling Zool I went out running on Saturday and the high was zero. Um, oh. How? I just I don't. And understand. did you immediately <laughs> turn around and go back inside? No, no, I finished. It wasn't a long, long, very long run, but my muscles did hurt at the end of it. That's yeah. So, that's pretty cool. Um, but it was great. I got to hang out with uh, Frito Roll Ty Garcia. Hey. We went out to uh, the session room. And we also went to the Grotto Beer Grotto the Beer Grotto. I uh, had some beers. I did some uh, some salsa dancing and then tried to get home last night, which turned out to be an adventure, which is... Did you get delayed a little bit? Oh, I'm a little sleepy today. I did. I got delayed and... Um, Midway or Detroit? Detroit. Uh, it was a direct flight, but okay. I, um, there were some snow complications and other complications and mm. I I went to bed sometime after 1230 and... Had to get up and go to work today, so I had to get up and drive oh. the three hours from Denver to here this morning. So I was on the road at five a.m. So, cool. but uh, mm. I feel okay right now. You know, I've had lots of coffee today. Lots, lots of caffeine. Of, that's that's and, always a good uh, tool. I'll be having a little bit more probably right before bed, and then got the spear going. What would Triple O say about people that drink coffee at night? Um, he calls us monsters, apparently. But oh, um, really? Yeah. Yes. Oh man. Oh, you do it too. 
I'll, I'll occasionally have a, a coffee in the evening. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, I mean, back in the olden dessert. times when I worked at a coffee shop and was like immune to the effects of espresso, uh, I could like you know, drink actually, espresso and then take a nap. <laughs> when, yeah, I can. I can totally drink coffee and take a nap. But also I drink it when I need to wake up and it works. I don't know. Maybe it's just a mental thing. Psychosomatics. I know, does. right? I just but, um, really like coffee. I do too. Yeah. I, I love mean, it. Like, I, I'm probably I addicted to coffee. That's probably I true. I don't think I'm addicted. I can just cut it off tomorrow and I won't get like weird come on Spesh cannot. yeah well but I mean, I love if I'm it. tapered so down I'm alright but if I'm like full on with coffee for a while I, I yeah I get ridiculous I'll drink tons of coffee yeah I I uh, you know when I was at my parents house this weekend it was cold yeah and you're inside most of the day and I just kept making more coffee and I kept thinking I should really drink a glass of water, but coffee tastes so much better. I keep like diverting to tea so I can still have that like hot yeah, water. I know. It's not the same. I do that too. I drink a lot but, of green tea, but the coffee is I mean, so tea's good. cool. I, I, I like tea from time coffee to time. Coffee is so good. Coffee's mostly coffee. water, so you're fine, Exactly. Right? That's yes. what I tell myself. Totally fine. Totally Just fine. a little bit of solids. I don't have a whole lot to report because we did record a show very recently. I've been running trails and shredding gnar. Yeah. Oh, you gnar. know, And there's not a lot of gnar Powell? to shred. There's not. This winter's a little thin. Well, so far, it's, it's February. It, it could pick up. But I did get Fingers a day. Crossed, I please. got a day on Friday, and even though it was packed powder everywhere, and, I'm sorry, packed down and no powder anywhere, it was still a decent day. The sun was out. I could actually see where I was going. It was quite nice. Cool. Quite nice. Quite yeah. nice. What about you guys? Yeah. Where have you been in the last month? Should we talk about the 52 hike challenge? Yeah. We totally can. Can I, can I like cue up some special 52 hike challenge music? Cue it if you got it. The man or beast. Oh, no. God. no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's That's just, not going to work. Let's no. go, straight, let's just to go the straight to the hike. 52 hike challenge. So what is it? Tell Trail Show Nation because it's a completely awesome thing. And you don't have to start on the first week of January to do the 52 no. hike challenge. You just have to start. You just, yeah. So right? the, the, the original idea behind the 52 hike challenge was that it was like a new year's resolution, um, that some folks came up with and they were going to do one hike every week for a year. And it's kind of become this very adaptable, do it how you want to do it, but just do it kind okay. of the challenges. Um, okay. so the, the very loose requirements, uh, are just you need to hike at least a mile every week. Okay. Uh, for not necessarily every week. So basically like 52 times. So you could do it in 52 days if you wanted to. Okay. Oh. Oh, I see. Um, or, okay. But you, you need to get, you have to like split it up by days. You can't like go on like two hikes in a day and be like, I did two hikes. Right, 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 right. Um, the idea is to just sort of to to get to like... To, to spend more time in the outdoors, to like make that personal connection with the outdoors. And for me, it's about the, the smiles, not the miles. Sure. Learning to, learning to slow down. I'm kind of a... I don't go fast, but I like to do miles. Uh, and that makes me feel good about myself. And so slowing down and being happy with those like one mile, two mile hikes uh, yeah. is, is definitely like a change in perspective, which I really like. That's awesome. That's cool. What are we at February? So you got you've done a couple of these at this point. Yeah, I've done five. So I'm doing. Okay. I'm trying to do the like one a week. Okay, nice. is what I'm trying to do. Um, just to like spread it out, but also like with the with the crazy schedule that we keep. Right, uh, it just makes it a, a little, little more bit easier realistic. to. Yeah, yeah. The, the, for sure. The thing I love about these challenges, and, and it, I mean, this goes beyond. This goes. You'll see this very commonly in the fitness world. You know, there'll be like a 
a yoga challenge or a plank challenge. Like, you know, you try to plank every day and do it for a little bit longer the next day and blah, blah, blah. But it kind of like forces you to do this thing that you deep down you really want to do. Yep. But time and again, you make excuses not to do. We all, you know, folks that listen to the show, we all want to go hiking. And life gets in the way. Like, it's easy to, you know, you got kids, you got a job, you got obligations, you've got responsibilities. And it's easy to just watch Saturday and Sunday slip by. The next thing you know, it's Monday morning, you're back at work, and you're like, oh, I'll get it next weekend. But it, but accepting one of these challenges and, like, holding yourself accountable it kind of makes you go out there, even if there's like 10 reasons why you shouldn't, even if it's just for 30 minutes, yep. right? Yep. Yeah, you totally. get out there, and, and I guarantee you, after that 30 minutes or the hour or two hours or whatever it is, you feel so good about having done that. Yep. And, and when Monday morning shows up, you feel like king of the world. You can take, yeah, exactly. You can, you can feel with smug. You, you can. <laughs> I was telling. If you re- if you like the smug, yes, I do. If yeah. you be- want to become one with the smug, yeah. I, we used to talk about this when I lived in Crested Butte. Some of my friends, when it was real cold, you know, and mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, I don't want to go outside. It's so cold. And sometimes we go out together and go for a quick ski, twenty thirty minutes of cross country skiing, or a twenty thirty minute walk with our heads down and our hands in our pockets. And then we come back to the house and sit on the couch with a cup of hot tea and be like, now we can feel smug. <laughs> well, in any anything is better than nothing. That's like, right. Yep. Like, I know you've come home from work a number of nights yes. this year, and you're just like... I'm so tired. I, you know, you're like, I don't... I, you normally like to do an hour or more. Yeah. But you're like, I got 20 minutes. And, and I and say it out loud it. all the time. I say it out loud all the time. Partially to convince myself, 20 minutes is better than zero minutes, and I go out the door. And so is 10 minutes. Yeah. Like you, yep. you take what you can get when you can get it, right? That's right. Yeah, the, I think the 52 hike challenge is an incredible idea. It's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm really loving it so far, and it's cool because we've gotten to hike in three different states now, I um, believe. Well, Georgia. Georgia, Texas, and did we Georgia. Do in, did we Does do that count as Florida? state? We did like we did like seven miles. We did like kidding. seven miles. Oh yeah, and then Florida. So yeah, three states awesome. so far. It and maybe Colorado tomorrow. Or maybe Colorado yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe a short hike in the Salida Trail system. Yeah, that would be nice. Maybe. Yeah, gotta get that hike in. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. I think the weather's actually gonna be pretty decent again tomorrow. Decent as in concerningly oh decent. Concer- yeah. yeah, that's a good way Scary. to put it. Yeah. Special? Special? Oh, gosh. Special. So we've been to a lot of places since like we last sent in audio. Y'all. Yep. Um, there was iguanas falling out of trees during yep. the last yeah, bit of audio. Yeah, sorry yep. about that. That was uh, That was, was a little tragic. disturbing. Yeah, well, a little so, concussed. So we've been uh-huh. from Florida to Georgia, all the way out to Texas. Um, we stayed on Gulf Islands National Seashore. Which is awesome. Uh, which was super incredible. Um, we've been through some of like the bayou areas of like Mississippi. Um, it's been, it's been a pretty incredible trip, um, down through Texas. Yeah. The east side of Texas is a lot of like national floor, national forest. Okay. Um, so like three national forests in a row on the highway that we came over on. I wonder if the Lone Star Trail is somewhere down that way. I mean, it's gotta be in some sort of space with trees. I bet you guys we might did have go driven through areas it. with trees. That happened. Yes. So it's it's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we pretty much drove across the entire state, so I yeah, right. We must have at some point crossed it. 
Have you, um, did you guys notice uh, the hurricane damage in eastern Texas? We were a little far north for that. Okay, I got you. Uh, when we were in eastern north Texas. Yeah. Okay. Saw a few broken signs, so I don't know. Could have been related. but Could have been. In Florida, too. If you were in Florida, you may have seen remnants of... We definitely saw some places that were were beat up. I don't know if it was from like this last hurricane or the one before or the one before sure. or the one before because some of them looked yeah. like in various states of disrepair. Right. Okay. Well, that's trips. Should we All go right. right into mailbag, P.O.D.? Oh, sure. Let's do mailbag. Or do you want to do something No, else? let's do mailbag. Okay. Well, here we go. Item one. Dear, tr- dear Trail Show, I think D'Lo and Special are the same person. What? What? They never seem Whoa. to be in the same place at the Wait, same what time. what page is this on? My suspicion is that after the sad passing of P-Mags, D'Lo became depressed and either went to the border to build Trump's wall or joined an Amish community in Pennsylvania. To fill that void, Trail Show employed Frank Caliendo to impersonate D'Lo <laughs> a new, and a new character named Special... Who impersonates Bill Cosby? Am I right? I think so. Pat Axel Dixon. So, so the conspiracy theory here is that I I am D'Lo. I think that's pretty funny. I think that's the conspiracy <laughs> because you know you like are an never alternate, on alternate a show. That's a little anything. weird for me. When D'Lo's on a show and, <laughs> and vice versa. Oh, I man. don't know, but we have been on the same show together. Have like yeah. I can't remember the last time. Oh gosh, do you remember no, the it last was, time? It was it was my first time on the trail show, like way back when we had it was us and Snorkel and oh, this might have been like 2015. Maybe no, it was after I hiked the PCT. It was like fall of 2016. Okay, so so a year and a half ago ish. Yeah. 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 It happened. Yeah, so we're it we're occurred. definitely not the same. Person. Yeah, come I have on, seen Pat. both of them. Come on, come, come on, on, Pat. Someone read number two. Who's got oh, number two? I, I'll read number two. Number two um, from Facebook. Uh, Kenny let us know that our company six eighty six has made a winter jacket with insulated pockets designed specifically to carry at least six PPR tall boys or any other tally of your choice. So is that like eight of other beers? So wait a minute. We're talking about a it's jacket. It's a jacket. Yeah, like a ski jacket. <laughs> a jacket. Yeah, there's that, a ski jacket that has insulated pockets. For a jacket that can carry beer. three yeah. quarts of I'm beer. I'm not mad. <laughs> so I, I think somebody should probably get it and try it out. And yeah. you should absolutely not wear it into a sporting event or football game or baseball game where you're not allowed to bring in alcohol. I don't even know why I would say that or mention that. But no, who cares? You should people probably, make bad decisions. You should I, probably not I, do that on a plane. You, you know, you don't carry in three quarts of beer in your jacket on the plane. Well, you won't be able to. That's right. They'll get you in the. the I feel like it's a bad idea. Line. Like you get you get something big like that in your pocket and fall down real hard. I know. I was <laughs> thinking that's gonna it's, hurt. It's for the it's skier gonna who's gonna sit around on the patio at the you know ski deck and hang out, right? Chill. Man. You're maybe not gonna go through the terrain park with that jacket. <laughs> I mean, now, you do you. <laughs> that's true. It, I I think it's it's kind of funny. It, I yeah. hope I hope they sell a few and people see them and they're entertaining yes. to others. But but yeah, probably not really a great idea. Yeah. Can I read mailbag item number three? Pod. You can sure. Uh, how about I read the first half of the first sentence? Okay. Estimados locutores de trecho, muchas gracias por el tumo episodio y el enfoque en ser América no solamente en los senderos, pero también en la cultura. Y la gente de nuestros pases. 
países. Países. Okay, you should continue okay. on from there. <laughs> My Spanish is horrible. No, it's all right. It's just, you know, it's it's It's, it's Americanized. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to read the first part again, too. Is that Why? Will you be offended? It was that? No, no. Please. This is how it should have been read. Go. So this is from Lucia Romo. Uh, estimados locutores del trail show. Muchas gracias por el último episodio El Enfoque en Sudamérica. No solamente en los senderos, pero también en la cultura y la gente de nuestros países. Fidget y Nian son mujeres hermosas y muy inspiradoras. Han viajado con el corazón abierto y así han tenido la oportunidad de conocer bien a la gente y la cultura con un profundo entendimiento de nuestras vidas. Espero que hablen más de aventuras en otros países en el futuro. Muchas gracias, Lucía. And then she has a postscript here. ¿Cómo puede ser que Out of Order no tome café? Mitad cubano, un cuarto <laughs> italiano? ¡Qué desgracia! Uh, I think I know what she said with I the don't PS. speak a yeah. lot of Spanish. All right, so, Beauty, tell us, tell us what Lucia said. Uh, she said that she really enjoyed Fidget and Neon's show and that they are uh, mujeres hermosas, translates to beautiful women, but not like, you know... She's not Beautiful speaking of spirit. their ex- right exactly. She's speaking of their their personhood, their personalities. Right. Very inspiring, and in that she appreciates that they didn't didn't just talk about trails, but also about culture and people, and that um, they're experiencing those things, and in that way, they have a more profound understanding of the people and the way their lives are, and that she hopes that we have them on again. Yeah, I hope we do too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. that was red. Yeah, it was. They were pretty cool. Very cool. Thanks, Lucia. Yes. Mailbag item number four. You should you should tell her thank you in Spanish. Uh, yeah. mu- muchas gracias, Lucia. Okay. I love you, Fidget and Neon. Yes. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty awesome. Sí. Están invitadas, eh? Cuando quieran. Okay. Dear Trail Show, thanks for the most recent show with Her Odyssey. Amazing adventurers. During the discussion, they brought up the issue of trash, creating trash, getting rid of trash, how our trash just keeps sticking around, etc., I came across an article on plogging, which is a Scandinavian trend of picking up plastic litter while jogging. I know that most of you at the chill show recreate in wilderness areas where there likely isn't a ton of plastic trash, but what about Dilo? He spends most of his time in the front country, his words, <laughs> yeah, in parentheses, yeah. while going on epic 1.5 mile hikes with his kids. Maybe he could take up plogging or plaking, plastic litter plus hiking, and promote it through the chill show. Anyway, just an idea. Thanks for all the great shows. Please tell Dilo to get off the rails. Anonymous by request. (laughs) I like that letter. That's excellent. Name withheld by request. Okay. I actually just read about this. I had um, been like picking up trash during the 52 hike challenge. And so I've been posting all about it on Instagram. And one of my followers was like, have you seen this like thing about plogging? And while it hurts my soul to say the word plogging, right? it's <laughs> just like pain. Uh, right. It's just an awesome What about plaking? Idea. Plank, Plank. That's like slightly less offensive right. to like Planking. my soul. Yeah. yeah, it sounds better. Yeah, it does. But like plogging. I mean, I'm pro-plogging. I'm, I'm <laughs> down with the concept of this whole thing. <laughs> we need a new name. Because it's pretty yeah. great. It's basically like you go hiking or running. And you take a, a bag with you, and you yes. pick up trash. Like a full, and like, like not like one of the grocery bags, like a trash bag. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, like a big, like bag. a like a real yeah. one. Or okay. actually, I think the pictures that I saw on plogging, it's you actually want to take 
uh, what I call the Mexican shopping bags, which are, th- they're actually made from plastic. Oh, the recycle, the like reusable ones? Yes, mm. because they're more durable than, like if you find something oh, yeah. sharp, like a can yeah. or something. Or like a piece of glass or something. Yes, yeah. you can still put it in that bag and it's not going to cut through. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, I guess pl- plog or plike sa- safely. <laughs> but, I'm going to uh, say it, plogging. Yeah. <laughs> plogging. How about triking or trogging? 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 Trogging. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we... we Play we the game check. called Trash Pocket. We should, we should check Urban, Urban Dictionary <laughs> first. We should. Before we start. <laughs> uh, thank you, uh, name, held, name Withheld by Request, for sending us that letter and encouraging this discussion. Yeah. So, Zul, you said you're on the 52 Hike Challenge. You're also taking a trash bag with you? Yeah. So, we have this, like, handy-dandy doiter dirt bag. Doita. use. It's yeah. It's, it's basically, basically just like a, like a stuff, stuff sack that's yeah. got a roll top. Okay. And uh, and yeah, Deuter makes it like specifically to encourage people to like, you know, maybe pick up some trash. Oh, that's cool. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah so that's what that's this like, thing's that's for. That's what it's for. Yeah. 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 No way. Yep. Um, but we, we yeah we try to use it because we we pretty much are always picking up trash. We play this game like called Trash Pocket, where like, you pick up a piece and you go Trash Pocket. It's like Hot and, Pocket. Yeah. And, oh. and, and you get a point. Okay. So yeah. I like it. It takes the like I don't know about y'all, but like I get kind of like salty when I see trash on the trail. Yes, and it does. so it, it playing trash pocket kind of takes the sting out of that. I got salty back in December when I saw the hypodermic needle four feet <laughs> oh! tent inside <laughs> Volcanoes National Park. That's oh not my. cool at a campground. Oh. And I did pick it up and I did dispose of it properly, which. Isn't easy because you can't just you throw. You have to like find. A well, we actually had a to-go food thing. container. Yeah, not the best option, but that's but, yeah. what we had. Yeah, you know, you make the best decisions. That's right. Yeah. That and, and the crazy thing is that there were kids running all over that. I mean, camera. we broke the needle off first and stuck it in the ground so it was sticking out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah 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 yeah. You know, so it wouldn't oh. stick through the garbage bag. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> is that it for mailbag? Beauty? That's it. Oh. Oh, that P.O.D. ladies. Should we do our media review? We have to take one more break. Why don't we do that? We'll come back. We'll do media review and ask a hiker and finish and up donors. the show. Have we not done donors? No, should I do donors? Let's do donors first. Okay. Cue music. Donors. We got our, our monthly donors here. Uh, we got Bernard Wolf. Oh! Hey! Gummy. Ooh, that's a new one. That's nice. Russ, not fuss, kinder. Ja. No fuss at all. <laughs> Craig Pisco Gully. Pisco. What a guy. Who Peace. also is going to be at the Rockies Rock PS. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, Chris Smith. Gringo Madness. Gringo. Bobby Walters. The, Bobby. the Bobby Walters. Who is baking up a storm, people. Oh, is Watch she out. sending some cookies? She, she's she's going to send us some goodies for the next oh, show. Man. Who's the next person? Joshua Bow Down to Job. Ja bow Down. Bow. Diane Pinkers. Pinkers. Pink. David Vitti. Hey. By the way, David, I hope David Vitti saw your picture with the bowl of pasta as big as your head. Oh, yeah. No, oh, that was absolutely. A great yeah, that was perfect. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, it's per- this is uh, as big is. as my head. Like, hey, and it said some. pasta. That's like, great. Hey, yeah. Take a picture perfect. of me. I was like, why? We got Justin Quality now. Quality. Quality. Jason Lurch, not church. Dean. Not church. The Get Baptist. the church. Ingrid Gerard. Hey. Vermont. Uh, Samuel Emery. Emery, the board. The board. <laughs> I like the board. Rudy from Cascade Hiker Podcast. Hey, hey Rudy. 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 Who Rudy. recently interviewed Disco. Oh. Yeah. 
channel. So check that out. If you need another hour. And he has lots of other stuff too, not just for disco. Uh, Jeffrey, not Sessions Caldwell. Not Sessions. Nope. Buddy Sessoms, not Sessions. Not Sessions. Very important to make that distinction. Yeah. Pat, the bouncer, Axel, Rose, Dixon. Get on a trip. Steven, the hustler, Russell. Just hustler. Hustle, you got a koozie headed your way. Do the hustle. Ammon, the brute, Bruce. The brute. Trevor Bowman. The bow man. The bow. Mark it up, bro. Bowl it up. Renee Shira Patrick. Shira. Shira. Wesley the Haggis Addict Greenwood. Haggis, Haggis, Haggis Addict. Addict. All right. Okay. It's really good. Okay. Is it? It is. You, you can think vouch? you be addicted yeah. to it? I've never yeah. tried it. Like you wake up every day and you're just like, oh man, I just I mean, gotta go get some more haggis. It was good enough that I imagine that there are some people like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'd like to try it. Then we got our one-offs. Uh, actually, Kelly Wiley Lane donated last month, and I failed to read her oh. name. Beauty, how dare you? Oh. Faux pas. Party foul. Sorry about that. Uh, thanks so much. That was a, a second big donation. Oh, oh. That was really awesome. Uh, we also have Ryan Ride the Lightning Jordan. Just ride it. So those are our uh, donors. And you know what, people? It's been a rough... It's not been a rough week. It's been a lot of fun for me for the last 10 days. I've been having... Exhausting myself with fun. And as a result, I may have gotten a little more sloppy than usual with my trail show bookkeeping. So if I've forgotten you, please just contact me and let me know so that I can remember to say your name on the next show oops and make up a nickname that you may or may not like yeah to- totally will happen <laughs> excelente let's go to break when we come back we've got ask a hiker with special 41 Ooh. oh the i5 corridor pulses below me my head pumps in rhythms i'm kind of lonely feeling like an eagle soaring cruising exploring blazing like a fire till the morning god keep safe from natural disaster Look at me here, sitting at a picnic table, looking at Mount Shasta. I got no fear, I'm ready to go after epic adventure. These pictures of expression are all times we remember. Higher purpose, go through progression. The Trail Show, less gear, more beer. And we're back. It's time for media review. Some people in this room read a book this month. Show did. I read part of a book. Beauty. Special? Yeah, so I, I read this book. Uh, it's called On Trails and Exploration. Uh, it's by um, Robert Moore. Uh, and it's basically about like the idea of trails. He's not a, Roy Moore, though. No. Okay. No, 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 definitely not. No. Not the same at all. <laughs> no. no. He wrote a different book. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he, 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 he hiked the AT at some point. Um, and afterwards he kind of had this like obsession with, with the idea of trails and what is a trail. And, and it's kind of used in metaphor in many ways. Like we talk about the, the pathway to success. We talk about like, you know, life is a journey, um, all along trails. And it's really an interesting sort of exploration of what a trail can be, um, even goes into, uh, in some places like technology and how that's in some ways made up of trails um so yeah it's kind of interesting um talks about like paleontology in some places and uh just an all-around 
like crazy is it a ex- hiking book? Yes, so, it is. So it features like this fellow who, like the writer who hiked the AT. So there's like a whole chapter about that, and he refers to some of his own trails that he has hiked over, like the you know his exploration of this idea. Um, but he also interviews like and does a chapter with and walks with um, Nimble Will Nomad. Sure. Yeah. So. There's like a, a big section in there about him, and, and it's just like an interesting like perspective on what a trail is and and why it is that like we use them, how they're formed, how they're maintained, how the, how a trail dies, um, like all sorts of interesting like perspectives about it. And I I only read the first couple of chapters um, because we just recorded a show last week, so we had a short <laughs> amount of time and it wasn't available here at the public library, Ooh, but. Yeah. Um, my parents did pick it up for me in Manchester, got it for me while I was in Michigan. But uh, the interesting thing for me with this book was that he keeps tying it back to humans and, and yeah. our use of trails. And he's he's quite a skilled writer, but the, the, the chapters have their own, uh, each chapter has its own take on you know why trails or how trails or whatever, and he and he talks about in the pro in the prologue. He talks about don't think about it as a ladder. This book isn't a ladder where that you read this and then you read the next thing because it builds on that. There, it's not like that. And I thought that was a really good thing to point out. Um, and yeah. one of the things that I really liked was he talked about he spent a a long time talking about Africa and the different animals that live in you know the Serengeti and in all these different places and kind of how trails form and why. And, and he spent a lot of time talking about elephants and elephants are, are I've read several books about elephants and um, definitely when I read a book that includes elephants, I, I definitely feel an emotional connection just because they're such amazing creatures. And he talks about the importance of, elephants in not just creating trails for themselves because they're they're one of the smartest mammals right i mean yep. they, they and have, they're also like major trail builders like yes. everywhere they and go super, becomes just like a little elephant yeah highway. and super mm-hmm. emotional and and so they're just very interesting but the interesting thing that he talks about is how they build trails uh and and how their trails are are so smart mm. like humans could not have elephant picked, trails yeah could not have picked a better line Okay. You know, that's what okay, he talks okay, about. Okay. They always pick the best line for a trail hmm. and how it is because of elephants that trails can go away and come back because of their knowledge and their wisdom because they're one of the few mammals that out that can live longer than 12 years. Like a lot of the mammals that can make trails only have a 12-year life cycle. So huh. those historic, uh, memori- the memories and the knowledge that's passed down is only in 12-year cycles. Uh-huh. So trails can go away and then the next generation doesn't know about them. Right. But with elephants, you know, they're alive for so long that um, they can maintain that historic knowledge. And then when the opportunity arises, they can go back. So I've only read those first couple of chapters. And I have to say that it, it's really good. It's really interesting reading for yeah, sure. I mean, like that's one like awesome example. Like another one that I really liked um, was just... He he talked about uh, um, like the very earliest tracks that yeah. that you know life has ever created, uh, mm-hmm. and it's like these fossilized etchings on a, a sedimentary layer somewhere, like up yeah. in Canada. It's tough to get to, 
Um, and all it is is just like this little track of like some very early creature like dragging a blob itself with, a foot. With, with like a single mm. muscle like across the foot. sand. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, That's um, cool. And just went into that and, and like all sorts of different ways that like what trails are and how they're established. Hmm. It's pretty fascinating. It I really think. is really, it, I said really twice. That's terrible. It's really good i i wish i could have had more time with the book i'm definitely going to request it here it'll take a while to get here but i think i've got our, it, our copy in the in the car great have read. you checked the ebooks yeah i like reading paper books i'm old you know yeah. you're old so school i am like grandma gateway i am i like to sit Yay with my old. knitting and you know my bonnet and read <laughs> so <laughs> you always put your bonnet on you do i know that you night, mention it i always a put reading my bonnet, bonnet on, eh? yeah. Yeah. let my braids out and uh put my bonnet on no, I do. I like paper. Yeah. So. Well, cool. The book's called On Trails and Exploration by Robert Moore. Actually, you guys have got me interested. I want to check it out. Really so. Good. Same. So if you do, if you can part with your no, copy. No, because you won't want to read. We can get it from the library. Oh, Zul, I can Zul, also you just like, I can just rent it with, from the ebook. Library. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not like, you're, you're not I'm old. not devoted to paper. You're not old like oh. you. I like paper. Just say it. Say I'm not old like you. I'm getting there. <laughs> well, I mean, mine's kind of beat up. So, you know, if, 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 if you like a beat up book. I sure. do. Yeah. Yeah. Been around. Get on the trail. <laughs> All right. I think it's time for Ask a Hiker. Yeah. Oh. Do you want the paper? I have the paper version here if you want, because I just pulled it out of my knitting bag. If you <laughs> With their bottom. Well, I, I've only got two <laughs> questions. Okay, very good. Um, so let's see. First, we, we have, uh, hello, Trail Show. I love the show. I discovered it a few months ago when my friend Barry turned me on to it. I've listened to almost all of them since then. Even though I've never hiked or backpacked before, you all inspired me to get on the trail. Get on the trail. Get on the trail. And I've planned my first hike and a, a bit later this winter on the Appalachian Trail. I'm excited. Noise. I've been buying gear and taking lots of pictures of all of my gear laid out, <laughs> which I guess you're supposed to do. <laughs> what? Yeah, that, people are always doing that. Is that a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their kit. They're posting yeah, yes, their kit yes, pictures. Yes. Also, I just bought one of those flamethrowers from boring Elon Musk. <laughs> um, I think, I think um, I'm thinking of taking it on my upcoming winter hike of the Appalachian Trail. I figure it will be a good way to stay warm if things get crazy out there. Yeah, maybe. Plus, I can use it to cook, hmm, barbecue, and melt snow and scare off all the hungry bears. They'll be sleeping. Wait a minute. Did, hmm. did D-Lo write this? I don't know. So. It's unclear. It seems like the ultimate winter hiking gear, and I'm excited to try it out at the shelter next month. I'm wondering... Um, wait, the thing I'm wondering is just how many pairs of blue jeans should I bring since I've never done this and I'm not sure how many to pack for a seven day hike. Also, should I be using like any particular brand of jeans or, you know, anything else about them? Any help would be, would be great. Thanks. Scorch. I love that his name is Scorch. Scorch. I'd like to start off and you guys please help finish this up. But he said a seven day hike. I, I, let me kill this music. I'd probably recommend 14 pairs of jeans. That way you can do a change out every day after lunch. Um, no, he's saying for the to, to burn. Yeah, I'm I'm suggesting yeah. fourteen. Um, he, he should start with fourteen and burn them as he goes and change out jeans twice a day. I don't think he's going to wear them at all. I think he's just bringing them. Oh, for he's fuel. just packing them. He's just hanging them well, loosey goosey. Yeah, he's just going to going to set them on fire with his. I was going to recommend twenty one three per yeah, day. Yeah, I was going to think. Yeah, let's up breakfast, it then. lunch, and dinner. Yep. I also would recommend every meal 
change. I out. mean, I say get a llama, go llama packing. Yeah. You can bring as many jeans as you want. Buy a, buy a bushel. I don't even know how many a bushel. Go to the thrift store. Of, of jeans is. But, but I would say try to avoid the jeans that have too many like jewels. You know how jeans are bedazzled jeans. these days. Because then you got all that trash. You got to take. Yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. You want to make like, sure you that you're burning that the stuff. jeans all the way. And take yeah, out all the buttons. None of those rivets or anything like that. You know, like have it have it like on top of a screen so that you can get all of the trash. And actually, you know, if you wanted to plan ahead, and only in an approved. Fire ring. If you want to plan ahead, you could cut off Principle all the metal pieces Ooh, yeah. of the jeans. Yeah, that, that'd and then save you weight. Have to, that'd make yeah. them ultralight. Have to clean and, and he asked about brand. I'd recommend Wrangler. You know, I'd say go go the cheap route. You know, go to the thrift store and just buy a bunch of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so I mean, if you're like, getting yeah. a bushel, you'll tip. probably need to. Yeah. And in fact, yeah. you could get different brands, and then you could create a spreadsheet about which ones burn better and which ones burn mm-hmm. hotter. You could bring a thermometer or a whole blog post. Oh, this could be a whole. And also, like, like you should probably, yeah. I mean, just just get as many different types as you can, and let us know. Yeah, yeah. let us know. And what is the the flamethrower? Is like what eight hundred bucks or five hundred? Yeah, it's like five hundred dollars. Affordable. This is yeah. going to be an expensive seven day hike for you, this young man. You know, I mean, I guess if you've got the money to get a flamethrower from the internet, like you might as well wh- use it. Yeah, why, why not? Got to do you what know? you got to do. But uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like the best idea. But hey, you know what I say? Um, I'm always open to people trying new techniques. That's right. Very good. Thanks, Scorch. Okay, I've got one more. It's uh, hi Trail Show. I am Stefan from Germany, but I moved to the states a short time ago to attend university. I'm wanting to do the Pacific Crest Trail, but I'm want I'm not having enough time between terms to do so as a hiking trip. Okay. Uh, I'm not finding any journals from mountain riders, and people seem not to want them to go to some parts. Can you recommend me some websites or sources for information? Thank you, Trail Show. It's interesting. I've never really heard the term mountain riders, but I like it. Yeah, I mean, he says he's from Germany, so we just might not, like, you know, know the term. Might be a translation thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I guess maybe he hasn't caught. The fact that, like, yeah, you're not supposed to have mountain bikes in in the wilderness and on the PCT. So, so mm. yeah, yeah, Stefan, I suggest just a section hike, I guess. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you could, or you maybe could, get in touch with Orrin Hatch. Mountain yeah. bikes in the wilderness. I mean, yeah, he, you know. Well, didn't do I mean, you know, it? It'll only cost you your soul. You, maybe, maybe, <laughs> just like Orrin Hatch can take off his imaginary glasses, you can ride your imaginary bicycle through the wilderness on the PCT. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Let's let's not do any of that bike stuff. No, nope. just I, imaginary bikes. I think there is a third question. There is. Do oh, you have no. it here? Let me give you the paper. Pass copy. that over to special. Wait, it's tangled in my yarn. Special, take it away. <laughs> question number three. Hello, I am interested in doing a backpacking trip in the redwood forest. Well, the park system is huge, and I'm at a lost where to start. Uh, I'm a plant nerd, so I'm interested in taking my time and seeing a variety of habitats, especially. The old growth forests uh, would ideally take, or would ideally like a four to five day trip. Any suggestions on routes or where to find the information? Uh, the internet. Pod, are, are you ready to chime in? Did you do some research? Uh, no, I just saw this question like t- two minutes ago. Well, so that means none of us are prepared to answer questions. Well, I mean, like if you, it's not. I don't think it covers the redwood forest but if you're looking for like biodiversity wouldn't the bigfoot trail be a really good like is yeah, that what like it's designed for trees like that's yeah. actually sure. exactly what it's for. and also if you want to and, and also if you want to do a four to five day trip you could contact the national park out there but that would all be in the same ecosystem yeah redwood so, national park yeah. but yeah i think that pick a four to five day stretch of the bigfoot trail you're going to get 
as much biodiversity as you could shake a stick at. You're going to see some weed plants. You might even see some of that kind of biodiversity. That's yeah. right. Have know. you ever seen any of like the really big trees? Like oh, the giant yeah. we, we've been out in the redwood We did a road groves. trip. Yeah. yeah, they're incredible. There There's, was this I've, one. I've cool been to a few groves in like Yosemite, but I haven't been to like the redwood forest. We one went day. to the um, what is it called? The the Highway of the Giants or something? Oh yeah, you know the uh, yeah. I don't know what it's called, but anyway, something like that. And there's the you just park your car and walk around. You know, it's not the national park. You just walk around. It's like a scenic byway that goes through this redwood forest. And there are these stumps that you could get in. You know, you can get in them. They're so big that you can get up and sit in the hollowed out part, you know, the rotted out part of the stump. And you're like a human, a six foot human sitting inside of a stump. It's crazy. Yeah, they're yeah. ridiculous. Uh, yeah, one of the groves that I went to, there was uh, one tree that had fallen over and was rotted out on the inside. And it was big enough that people could like crawl through. You know, like crouch down. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It was it was really cool. People were going through there. It, it looked like they almost were encouraging it the way they had the trail built, but I don't think that hmm. it was supposed to be. But people were totally doing it, and it did look rad. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Wow. All right, so Jenna, I hope we answered your question, or at least directed you towards where to get some more information. Yeah, yeah nationalparkservice.gov. All right, we're coming in for the close, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. This music can only mean one thing. Oh, is it that time? Oh, time. yes. Oh, good. Oh. Is this the kind of music you hear from Bluetooth speakers on the trail as you're walking sometimes, along? Sometimes, yeah. If they're listening, it just yes. if they're listening to the trail it's, show, you hear yeah. Sometimes oh. it's even good music. <laughs> How horrendous would it be if we were out on a hike and somebody rolled by with a Bluetooth speaker, and they were, and they were the, listening to the, the, to the trail, trail show. show. <gasps> oh. oh. That would well, be... Well, they won't after they listen to this episode. It's what true. if they were listening Hopefully. to this Hopefully. episode, <laughs> but it was before we mentioned it, <laughs> and they, they did didn't even know. It. Like, they've, they've been <laughs> a, a Bluetooth speaker person all this time, thinking that they're, like, totally awesome with okay. no trace and, like, just being great. I'd have to, like... And nobody cares about their I'd music like, playing. hey, you... And then I'd strip down nude strip and down stare, at, Superman stare them down in Superman pose. And I'd be like, hey, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll admit, at one point when I was like a very young hiker, I, I didn't really know. I, did, I didn't know. You so weren't in the now. I, yeah. But now you are. So don't do it. So don't carry your damn And Bluetooth did you ever get speakers. stared down by a nude Amazon grandma? That did not happen. <laughs> but that would have been world. pretty hilarious. Brave new world out there. <laughs> All right. Let's talk okay. about 10 Steaks. Do we have a tent stake to review this month, Special 41? Yeah, so um, what we've got here are these, uh, the, these like, to-go cutlery sets. Uh, Ooh, and they're no made of bamboo. Cutlery. Where did you obtain Acquire. such an, a set? So we have a couple of pairs of them, but we also, like, give them away as, like, membership incentives when people sign up with Leave No Trace. Um, mm. And uh, they're really cool. There's, like, a bamboo fork, knife, and spoon. But there's also some chopsticks. Okay. And they're kind of pointy, and you can actually go ahead and, in a pinch, like you can take a chopstick and you can just use that as a tent stake. It's got like a flat top, so you could like, yeah. like, okay. Get a rock and like hammer yeah. it in They're like on top. sturdy. But yeah. you, you they're like made out of bamboo. It's like soft wood. ground, right? You want some soft ground soft with these. Soft dish. I mean, yeah. These will you know. break if you're trying to smash them into hard ground, I, I right? probably wouldn't try to go into like a really rocky soil with them. But, you know, if it was like a nice sandy soil or, or, or like, 
really organic dirt that was kind of clumpy, but you know, still soft enough. Yeah, you could get a tent stake in that was hmm. actually a chopstick. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You gotta sometimes you gotta I make do. It. Yeah. And then the next morning, as you're taking down your shelter, you can pull them out of the ground and eat ramen noodles for breakfast. I mean, you want to lick them clean first. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. That's please, have some sanitation. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's gross. Okay. <laughs> so chopsticks for tent steaks, ladies and gentlemen. You can also use them to pick your nose. You heard it here Absolutely, first. Absolutely, that's great. That's talent. Yeah. You just got to be careful. Very careful. Because you know what I tell my slowly. students all the time when I catch them picking their nose? I don't. I say sometimes you go digging for gold and you get a ruby. Oh. I do say that pretty much daily. That, that conjures up some gnarly images, Beauty. Yeah. <laughs> just enjoy yeah. that. Just sit in it. Just like, oh. I, I love that you're filling their minds with such imagery. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's yeah. I can only imagine what she's filling their minds with. I mean, none of us can. Let's none, be real. Yeah. Let's be honest with ourselves, people. All right, don't folks. stare them down nude. Just <laughs> FYI. There's some yeah, boundaries yeah, don't I, do that. I don't yeah. cross. This is the part of the show where we end the show. Oh. That's all right. We're, 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 so we're all spending the night here, so we can just hang out. Hey, I'll, be, so I'll be asleep in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> a big thanks to everyone for tuning in today. Thanks goes to Zool and Special 41 for holding down the fort with us here in our Chafee County studios. Oh, it's yes. Thanks fabulous. for having us on. Beer. A Beer. Thanks goes to Swami for the for talking about the Wachita Trail. Sounds okay. really cool. Wachita. Yeah. Big shout out. The Wachacha. Thanks goes to Trail Show VIP Stephen Barker for the delicious Barker. Arkansas beers. Nom, nom, nom. Ozark Highlands Trail Association koozies and stickers. Yeah. Love the Trash Panda. Send more. <laughs> Muchas gracias to all our monthly PayPal donors. You too will get thanks gracias. and praise. And a fantastic brand new hot off the press trail show koozie folks we have a new order of koozies coming Ooh. in are they the same color no they're not completely new you, design you go with? different design you'll have to wait and see yeah. oh man i'll just say this we we went with a minimalist aesthetic a minimalist Ooh. aesthetic yes. okay yeah. they actually have oh, nothing no? on them <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're blank you can't even see them can it's you see them with like yeah. a uv light you know <laughs> like just glow in yes, the dark or whatever only at yeah night. only at night under, under, under the moon full moon yeah. yeah exactly a yeah. super full blood super blood blue moon blue, does yeah, it have a sweet vampire on it or I like a werewolf or something i got up for the super blue blood bad moon and it was cloudy. And I was driving all over Salida frantically before the sun came up trying to find a vantage point. And I saw nothing. Play oh. the music. Nothing. And then he blamed it on me. What? Well, it is your fault. Because he got up really early, which is not like him. And mm. he said, I'm going to go. He had his coat on, his little hat. He looked real cute. And then uh, I went out running, you know, because it was the morning time. And... um yeah, I couldn't see the moon either, but it was a really beautiful sunrise with the clouds and everything. Mm-hmm. And I got back and he was like, this is your fault. We we totally missed it. We didn't realize until <laughs> yeah, the next day that it was happening. Oh, really? You didn't yeah, even know about it? No. no uh-uh. It was super bright and pretty when it was coming up. Uh, we had no idea yeah. that there was going to be like an eclipse. And I, I used such. to have like, this app on my phone that would tell me like when interesting stuff like that was happening. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know what happened. I think I uninstalled it with an update or something. Oh, bummer. Yeah. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, on Instagram and Facebook at The Trail Show, and on Twitter at Trail Show. We're on the Stitcher app, 
Apple Podcast app, Google Play, and of course on iTunes. Another trail show has come and gone, but don't fret. We'll be back next month with more beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then, for the Princess of Darkness, Special 41, Zool, and D'Lo and Boulder, I'm Disco. Ciao. Ciao. Trash panda, trash panda, trash panda. Pack it up, pack it up. Plugging, 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 plugging. Plugging, 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 plugging. Plonk, plonk, plonking. Urban dictionary. and triking. Plonking. And soaking. Standing naked, yelling at teenagers. Superman pose. Not endorsed. Oh, they were college age. Come on. What? Okay. Well, I don't believe you. I think it was good for them. They'll probably never forget them. Oh, <laughs> they! I, I'm sure it's <laughs> seared into their memory. They they just <laughs> told the story again tonight for the hundredth time. Yep. They will never ever forget that. Oh man. What if what if like one of them ended up becoming a listener since then? <laughs> since totally a, contact me. Send some money. Minimize campfire impact. Disco loves to, to take pictures of surface poos, but... Um, it's just one of my hobbies, actually. They don't know what Vegemite is either. I'll tell you what it is. It's like soft chicken bouillon cube spread on a piece of toast. It's gross. You don't have to start on the first week of January to do the 52 no. Hike Challenge. You just have to start. Do the cool thing and pick it up. Take it out.